passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Post ProRes Bonus. My name is WH Park, and uh, yeah, this is like uh, kind of a return. We haven't done one of these in a couple of months just because of the the, the recording schedule between uh, myself and John usually, and and just you know we don't if we do one like in the mid month, it's kind of hard to do another one later in the month. So. The, the timing of this worked out for August. And, you know, I'm really excited about this particular episode of, of Post Perez because I get to do a show, a full-on show with someone who I wanted to do a podcast for a while with. And, and that is the, the busiest man at uh, Post Wrestling outside of John Pollock and Waiting. And, and that's Andrew Thompson. Andrew, how are you, my friend? <laughs> WH. I'm glad to be here, man. I'm I'm really, really excited about this. As me and you were talking about over here, we, we damn near had a full-blown conversation before we even got started recording. Uh, I'm, I'm going to appreciate you uh, bringing me on, man, and I, I can't wait to talk some graphs with you. And for, for I don't know who would not know, like, what you do at Post and, and, <laughs> uh, and on your own stuff, but, like, you do you do the Bushby and Thompson uh, podcast with my good friend, the Brigadier, Martin Bushby. You, you do the <laughs> Nubian Wrestling uh, uh advocates with with nate nate milton and and other sort of other people and and you do your own youtube channel interview stuff that that's blowing up because like you get all the, the great names out there and, and get, get put over by by uh chris hero and stuff and then you of course like all the the writing you do for for, for post wrestling on the site and like maybe like you know like gunning gunning for you is maybe like john cena and, and mark buckledy but <laughs> You're still the king to me, bro. <laughs> no, nah, man. Everybody at Post does a, a a great job, man, and I'm uh I'm, I'm glad to be a part of the team. John and Way and all of you guys have been very welcoming uh, to me since I started. And you want to know what's crazy? Um, I think I, th- I think today, uh, I, today two years ago was when I started writing for Post. So it's it's, it's kind of a cool thing. It's it's either today or tomorrow or the thirtieth, uh, which when I started writing for Post. I don't know which one. That, 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 I don't know if you guys remember, but Ray. What way had read the email that I sent to John <laughs> when we did the um the, the up next games with, with Davey Pullman and Braden Harrington and way, way got the victory on me over that because he read the email I, I sent to John about working at post. So there you go. Wait, wait, because of that, me and Way forever got beef and I'll never forget it. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, like Way's my Asian brother, <laughs> but you know what? Like, you know, 
I, 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 I extend the brotherhood to you, my friend. <laughs> well, for sure. I appreciate you, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember like, oh, who's this guy? Who's, who's writing these reports? Like, wow, it's all this content. It's not John. Oh my God. It's this, this new guy, Andrew Thompson. And I started hearing you and then like, oh, you got a YouTube channel. You're doing all these interviews. And I'm like, whoa. And then I felt it just blew up in the last kind of like year and a half. Would that be fair to say? No, I think that's a hundred percent fair to say. Uh, I, I really don't know what happened. I, I think just, I, I don't know. I just, I just try to keep consistent at it. You know, like, I, I think that's all I really can do is just be consistent at it, keep going at it. And, you know, I, I know now I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to, you know, pull in an interview every single week. But I like whenever I go to these conventions or yeah, whenever I go to these conventions, I might just try to get as much as I possibly can uh, without being a bother. And like, you know, just keep trying to keep it professional and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I try to line up as many interviews as I can, you know, just try to put good content out, man, and the stuff people can enjoy uh, watching and viewing and stuff like that. And but for, for the writing portion, man, I just I, I, don't, I, I say for the since 2017, that's been like a big, big passion of mine. So, you know, I just enjoy writing, man, putting good content out there. I just like I don't know. I, I just get like a thrill out of it. So it, it, it's always been fun for me. And I, I just want that, you know, sort of passion to keep, you know, stay, stay, stay within me, man. Well, I, I'm going to say this, like, I think, you know, the, the momentum you've been building is, is, gonna, momentum. is it, it's great. Like, you know, not some bullshit WB, like <laughs> context of fucking momentum, but like true, true momentum. Like, I feel like you're, you're riding this really amazing wave of momentum, like in your career, especially with your, your YouTube channel that you, you we're definitely going to plug at the end of this, but like where you're going to be like turning down interviews, I feel <laughs> be like. You know, like fucking, you know, I don't know, like, uh, you know, some WD guy is going to be like, hey, uh, I can I'm allowed to talk to you. You're, and you'd be like, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> no, it's like with, um, with, with WWE and Impact, I'm pretty sure, you know, like, well, not, not WWE Impact, WWE and AEW and like mo- mo- most professional wrestling companies, you got to go through uh, their PR team to get interviews with them. And that, that's kind of how it goes. Like even with uh, New Japan, I tried to, I remember I tried to line up an interview with a couple of interviews, like with Juice Robinson or like a David Finley. And you got to go through uh, some of the proper channels to, you know, set those things up because they're under contract, of course. So like, I, I mean, there, there, there does come a rare occasion when I'll be able to uh, finesse my way into an interview with somebody who's under contract, you know, and I always try to make the best out of those. Uh, and then I, I, I mentioned um, John had uh, hooked me up with the uh the fight interview to uh, the, the fight people to get the interview with christian uh so i was able to do that and that was a really cool thing for him to do uh he, he passed that along to me and um yeah man it, it, it's always cool talking to independent talents as well i do enjoy doing that it's like you got to put in like that extra amount of research in because it's like there's not that much information about them and i try not to you know ask the same questions that they would normally get like and i know some of them get probably get tired of getting asked like you know do you watch this product or that product nine times this and they probably don't give a shit so i mean like i try, try not to add stuff like that so yeah man it's, it's cool man and i feel like i i feel like i'm building some little little little, little itty bitty steam behind me so it, it's cool man and also like i have to say I'm a, I'm a big fan of the show you do with martin bushby because like i'm a big fan of, of martin bushby as well martin and, is the goat martin he's is the goat. Goat. definitely martin is uh, the goat. let me tell you you get you you haven't you haven't known martin bushby until you go out drinking at a fake irish bar in tokyo <laughs> until two in the morning and 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 it just like talking about 
everything under the sun. That was a really good fun time I had with him, him and his wife, Lisa, over, over in Tokyo before, before the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, but like the most recent episode, at the end of your most recent episode of the Push Me and Thompson <laughs> we <go>. Adventure, <laughs> um, you, you wanted to talk, you're talking about like NXT and the melodrama that, it, that came out of like, you know, like Shawn Michaels is looking at his fucking hands bullshit thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I love you. Like who knew what kind of garbage that would spawn? you know, years down the line, but you started referring to like something that happened in a match between Damian Priest last year between Damian Priest and and Keith Lee. And then you, you referenced some kind of comment I made about this tweet where someone like kind of like uploaded the, the, uh, like footage clip, of that yeah. the clip of that match right and i'm and you <laughs> you could remember because you started laughing and martin was like no what, what, what did wh say so i and i was like yeah i was listening to this i'm like yeah what did i say i don't know <laughs> i can't remember what i say two weeks ago let alone a year ago so i gotta give credit to uh their man neil flanagan he's not my <laughs> man their man he's, he's intellectual proprietor you know property of john and wade their man neil flanagan <laughs> intellectual property yeah, yes. I, I make no claims to shout out to Neil, man. Shout like out to Neil Flanagan. He's listening right now. He's like, ooh, WH mentioned my name. Ooh. <laughs> but he, he found the tweet and and it's a clip. The original clip is from uh, Shane Silver at uh, Global Force Gold. And and he saw and he he's showing this clip of like Damian Priest about to hit Keith Lee with, with a cane, right? And Keith Lee stops him. He's kneeling right now. I'm watching this clip right now. He gets up and he fucking says uh, his catchphrase, I am limitless. And my response to Shane was, what the fuck does that stupid catchphrase even mean in that moment? And and this is the one that that made you laugh because I, I sent it to you. I was like, is this was this it? And and you're like, yeah, that's it. And I'm like, OK, all right. Like. I'm hoping like maybe me actually saying it makes it actually funny. See, see, see what happened was like when, when I was in the moment, like I, I, I remembered the comment that you, that you said, cause Martin had brought it up like about, about the, like the, um, so, so, sort of some of like the more theatrical moments of the pandemic or wrestling that we've seen. And um, like when, when he, when he, when we started getting into NXT, that comment had came to my head for some reason. And then I couldn't remember what you said. So I think I started making up stuff in my head that made me laugh, trying to trying to remember what you were trying to say. And then when you sent it to me, you were like, was it this? I was like, yes, that's it. And then you were like, was it that funny? I was like, nah. But but I but I, but I think it, I think I was making stuff in my head to make it funny, but it was still funny though. Well, thank you. I, I do appreciate it. Like I, I I just was like like listening to you laugh. And I'm just like, <laughs> what what did I say? That was so funny. But it, but anyways, um, Shout yeah, out to like, Neil for, for, for recovering the tweet. That's right. There, man, Neil. Good guy. Good good, good friend. He's, he's yeah. popping right now. Seriously, yeah. Andrew. Like, he's going to be sending me a DM. Ooh, lovely <laughs> conversation about me. I'm so happy. You know? We, we, we had Neil on the podcast uh, a couple months ago, I think. We had, we had him on the Eddie Guerrero podcast. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, 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 a, good he's, dude, a, he's a good dude. But like right right now, we if we say any more, Andrew, his head's going to explode <laughs> because all the, you know, all the blood's rushing there because he's so happy right now. But so, but thank hey, you. Hey, thank hey, you for w- the w- research. I'm, I'm, w- I'm looking forward to this, man. I'm looking forward uh, to this. Hey, me too. 
<laughs> I, I'm, I'm already happy that we're doing it. We're not even like what, like uh, 10 minutes into this and, and already we're having fun. But, but, but this is post Perez. And, and, it, and I, and I got to say, it's not often that you, you get to talk about Japanese wrestling. So yeah. I, I'm excited to hear uh, your opinions on, on the, the scene in 2021 uh, as, as interesting or sometimes not so interesting as, as it may be. Uh, but yeah, we're going to run through a bunch of topics. You did, you did a lot of research for this. So for, for, for folks out there, we're, we're going to let Andrew kind of like lead the topics. And then I'm going to, I'm going to jump in with my, with my two cents. And we're just going to kind of play it by ear. It's kind of be like, you know, audio jazz, podcasting jazz here. And, mm. and yeah, so like that, I think that's, that's the best way to do it. Like I did, I did my research, but like, listen, I, I am, but a, I am, but a pauper compared to the Prince that is Andrew Thompson, as far as the, <laughs> the, 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 the research goes. Listen, I appreciate you. Uh, let, let me lead the way, man. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's go. What's, what's number one topic we're going to talk about today. Get into some, uh, m- 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 of course, Minoru Suzuki has made many of headlines over the past week. He has been announced for a number of dates, uh, even outside of New Japan, of course, they've announced him for like their next, uh, I think, believe two or three sets of tapings, uh, one, one of them being in Garland, Texas. Uh, but Minoru Suzuki, he has been announced for uh, for shows that, that and he will be matches. Uh, he'll be in the matches with Daniel Garcia. Uh, he has a match against uh, Jonathan Gresham at GCW House in the room on uh, September 17th. He has a match against Anthony Henry in October, which, which I'm uh, actually excited about. It's going to be at PWX Wrestling in, in North Carolina. And he's been announced for, you know, several other matches as well against Calvin Tankman uh, and, and others alike. So Minoru Suzuki, looks like he's going on a, uh, a, a tour of the U.S., man. And I saw him tweet uh, earlier. He was just like, I can't wait to get back. I can't wait to get to the U.S. And I'm excited to see uh, who, who, else, who else they put him up there with. I know a lot of people were when they saw GCW announce him for the Gresham match. Uh, a lot of people were thinking about they would probably get to finally see the match between Suzuki and Orange Cassidy. They got, I think it got postponed or canceled uh, because of the pandemic. So. Yeah, man. So Suzuki is uh he's coming to the U.S. and he's got a lot of a lot of great opponents waiting for him. So let, let's go over these dates. So I, I have them in front of me right now, Andrew. So September seventeenth at the Ukrainian Culture Center in Los Angeles, California. It's at GCW's highest in the room show. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Minoru Suzuki versus Jonathan Gresham, and that sounds amazing. I don't know if it get me to a GCW show, but. <laughs> You know, like it's, I, I'm, I am tempted. I'll say that. Uh, also, for GCWs at their Get Lost a Lot uh, show on September 24th in the Melrose Ballroom in New York City, it's, it's going to be against Homicide, which I gotta imagine Homicide oh is like over the moon because, like, you, everyone knows like how what a big fan of the of Japanese wrestling uh, Homicide is. So that that should be interesting. I, I haven't seen recent homicide in our ROH. So I don't know how, how he's looking as far as like his in-ring goes, but I'm, I'm sure he's just going to like take it what, whatever level he's working at now. He's just going to take it to another level because he's in there with the legend that is Minoru Suzuki following that at, uh, on October 1st at the Afton Elks Lodge in St. Louis, Missouri. It's going to be uh, Minoru Suzuki for uh, versus Calvin Tankman at Russell Max uh, St. Louis's episode uh, six show and my good friend, I think Joey Bay is going to be going to that, uh, on, uh, October 2nd, the day after at, in the, uh, uh, Cabarrus arena and event center, events center in North Carolina, the Anthony Henry match for PWX wrestling's all hail the King show. Is that, are they all hailing Minoru Suzuki? Is that who the King is? I, I think that's, I, I think they named the show after him, after his main event match. Yeah. That's uh put some respect on on the on the king there. That's definitely <laughs> sure. Uh, the day after that, 
back to uh, uh, St. Louis, Missouri, uh, October 3rd at the South Broadway, South Broadway Athletic Club against Davey Richards, Glory Pro, Pro Wrestling's Little Ring of Horror Show. And, and listen, I, I don't know about you, Andrew. I am fucking ecstatic that Davey Richards is back in, in, in professional wrestling because you know what was missing in professional wrestling in the last couple of years? <laughs> Dumb jock wrestling and the purveyor, the king of dumb jock wrestling is David Richards. David Richards, I, I really like when I see uh, him putting over like every person that he faces, every like new, new every every new face on the independent scene, or, or should I say, newer face. Uh, he, he'll like after their matches, he'll go on Twitter and like say something really nice about him. He's like been doing that for like the past couple months, so it, it's been cool to see him sort of uh, integrate himself in the in the current scene, man. And um, you know, sh- shout out the sh- shout out the up and comers uh, that that he's been sharing the ring with. And as far as the the last name that I have on on my list, it's it's going to be one of my favorite wrestlers of the the last year. It's Daniel Garcia for West Coast Pro Wrestling's No Leaf Clover Show, uh, celebrating that company's third anniversary on October eighth in San Francisco. I don't I don't have the name of the venue. I don't know if you have it. Uh, the name of the venue for the West Coast Pro Show. Let me let me check. Uh, but yeah, that Daniel Garcia, man, he, 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 honestly, he could probably put together like a short book of his 2021. Like he had a big come up this year, man, especially, I know he's going to be wrestling, um, Darby Allen on next week's rampage show. Uh, I, he, I, I don't know if he's signed per se, but I know, I think, I believe Tony Khan said that he has an agreement with AEW. So I'm, you know, you can take that for what it is. So yeah, man, that Daniel Garcia is having a really great year and it's been kind of cool to see him sort of have this like uprise. Like out of nowhere, I know he was. Um, he had that. Did you get a chance to see that sixty-minute Iron Man match he had with Willa Yuta? I yeah, did. I, I, I love that. It's like Willa Yuta's the, the the other name on the independence that's like making a, a big name for himself, working for AEW and and New Japan Strong. And I I just think like if maybe like Tony Khan's got a a verbal agreement with the uh, with Willa Yuta and Daniel Garcia, like hey guys, just go work the independence <laughs> when we need you for television. Right. Just come. And and just do that. That that should be like AW's like you know like uh, developmental. Like let people work the independence, but be ready to come to do television for for AW, and then like get the, the the audience familiar with them, and then pull the trigger on them and say like they're now signed to us, and now we're gonna push the shit out of them because like <laughs> you know like listen. At some point, like you're gonna have to create, you have to sign these like up and comers on the independence now. Now the WB's back into like uh, muscle heads and bikini models, like yeah, for for the developmental, not in, independent talent. Like, hey, you know what? Like, go go out, look for your your Daniel Garcias, your Kevin Blackwoods, your 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 Wheeler Yudas, your your Lee Moriartys, and people like that, and get them. And like uh, the the up and coming women talent out there as well, yeah. like get them on board, let them work the independence, but like have a, a some kind of agreement where it's like, hey, when we're ready for to put you on like national television, come be ready to, to jump on board and join us on on that level in the company. Yeah, for sure, I, I definitely think AEW has a solid system over there. Um, but 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 the uh the the the, the match that Daniel Garcia is going to have with Suzuki is that it's going to be called it's, it's at the state room. Uh, in, in South San Francisco, California. Yeah, I mean, like it sounds like uh, West Coast Pro Wrestling is trying to trying to get the uh, get the North Northern California scene on the map as much as PWG got the uh, the Southern California 
wrestling scene on the map. Uh, like I hear a lot of good things about this promotion. I don't think I've ever seen any of their shows yet, but like getting a lot of buzz. And this is just this Suzuki versus Garcia match is just adding to that buzz. But you know, we I, I do want to quickly talk about he has two matches scheduled for for New Japan Strong itself. Television tapings from uh, September 25th and 26th in the Curtis Colwell Center in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, and also. Like also, I may even get this wrong, but also he's going to be on tapings for October 16th and 17th in the uh, old ECW arena in Philadelphia. But so far, he's listed on September 25th to take on Fred Rosser, which should be a very interesting match. And then on September 26th, he's going to be in a tag team match, uh, reteaming with Lance Archer to take on Royce Isaacs. And uh, filthy Tom Waller, which I, I, I'm very, very excited to see the interactions between Tom Waller and Minoru Suzuki. Yeah, uh, Tom Lawler, he, he's done really well so far as the, the strong openweight champion. And, and and that match with Fred Ross, I am looking forward to that because I remember Fred saying, yeah, I, I think he said in quite a few interviews that he's always wanted to wrestle Suzuki and like do, do a really physical style match. And and I I, I don't know if, if a lot of people have seen uh, how Fred has changed his game since signing with New Japan, but like, or since joining New Japan, I should say, but he he's like really improved, man, like a lot. Like he's very, very talented in the ring. And I think a lot of people are going to be, uh, impressed uh when he, when he steps in the ring with suzuki he was always like as i recall like as Der- Der- Derek young like he Darren was young. like yeah he was a wwe guy right like comedy wrestled, type character yeah he wrestled that style though which let's let's be honest is not necessarily if you come up training train in that system it's not necessarily something you're going to be like thinking oh they're hard hitting or anything mm-hmm. like that so like for him to like you know, when he leaves the company and then he goes on the independence and then he's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm hitching my, my wagon to, to new Japan strong. Okay. Well, he's got a, he, I'm sure he's doing this with eyes wide open thinking I got to change my style. I got to match what people expect from, from someone who works regularly from, yeah. from new Japan. So like he's, he's, he's really made an effort to like, and I agree with you. I've, I haven't seen too many of his matches, but what I have seen, I'm very impressed. I'm like, wow, like he's, He's worked really hard to like change his change his image from his WWE days, but also like change his style. And I think both the the change in aesthetics and the change in style has worked really, really well for him. Yes, yeah, so, I'll say with Suzuki being and uh, having these US days announced, pretty pretty much a surefire. He probably most likely won't be in the G one because that starts on the September eighteenth, and that's going through the twenty first uh, October. He's probably like looking at who they've already announced for the G one. Like, I don't want to be in that fucking thing. <laughs> Oh, who who's announced for the G one so far? Like, I think one person's announced for the G one. Yeah, human. I, I haven't really seen any like that many names announced so far. I think, yeah, I think you know who's announced for it, Andrew? Like the human form of melted marshmallow, fucking Chase Owens. <laughs> the All human right? form of melted marshmallow. Like if you took if you took a melted marshmallow and made it human, it would look like Chase Owens. Let's be honest. Jesus. Okay, and probably. <laughs> He he wrestles like he's fucking melted marshmallow too. Like you know what I mean. So like when when that got announced, I was like, hey, look, the G one is must miss this year. Must well, I, I'm trying to think of like the the current talents in New Japan who could possibly win the G one. Like uh, uh, like uh, of course, I, I really wish this pandemic wasn't going on because I can only imagine the talents they could possibly bring, especially because New Japan is um they they have some sort of a working relation well not some sort of but an obvious working relationship with AEW and impact so i'm pretty sure if the you know if, if things allowed you know they would probably be flying talents back and forth uh asap but uh when, I, when i'm looking at the the current current group of guys like i i, I really can't like narrow it down 
Like I, I'm pretty sure. I mean, they they could go a back to back winner, I guess. So they, you know, they could go always always go rely on Okada again. But I'm, I'm, well, I'm trying. I, I to... mean, the 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 prevailing thought would be that you know the you you the whoever wins the G1 is going to challenge at at uh, the, the dome, the, the dome, right yeah. on, on, on January fourth of 2022. So you know, like. You have like, and they're they're thinking also the prevailing thought is they're going to do double dome shows again, and they're going to have like you know the, the challenger on the first night, and then whoever wins that you know faces another challenger on the on the second night. So you know it would be you know, I think the idea is like Okada. It's got to be Naito, right? Okada is yeah, yeah. It's or it's like something like night, like you know. I I think my my feeling would be like do Naito versus Shingo Takagi mm-hmm. for the first night have Naito win the belt. Mm. And then, you know, like Okada, like, like, let's be honest, like Okada is the golden boy of New oh, Japan sure. and the golden boy of Booker Ghetto's like, <laughs> eye, right? So like at some point, Okada's got to get a win over over Naito to get the belt back. You know what I mean? That's what I think would happen. Like that's how I would imagine the, the, the booking is. But who who knows, you know, like how how COVID has affected, you know, the current, pandemic has affected like you know new japan booking long term because it's it's really fucked up that company like in in the in the here now like it's it's become very unwatchable for me like i very much pick and choose i never watch anything live i'm just like you know what i'll let it i'll wait till it's up on world i'll see what uh, you know what's getting trending on on social media and then oh i'm gonna watch that i'll watch this and skip everything else I, I saw a lot of people were not too pleased about evil being being in the main event. A, a, a lot of people were not were not happy about that at all, especially the pairing with uh with, with Dick Togo. It it, it 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 seems like they they've gone back as far as the um that that thing is like really everything is kind of everybody getting uh and, and matches getting interfered in a lot and like going back to that uh what what it was like what Bullet Club was doing you know all those years back when well, not all those years back five or six five or six or years back. And like I, I, I'm not really a um, a big fan of this incarnation of Evil. I never thought Evil was like the big work rate guy. I think he he was always really good. And then when he was paired with Sonata or paired with any other the members of Lij, but him on his own, it's like eh. Like I, I'm I'm not really feeling it too much. I think the problem with Evil is that he's he's lazy. Like he and he relies on his tropes, his like heel tropes. Like there is there's a couple of matches that he does have. And has had in like maybe three years ago the the Okada win in Osaka in the G1 where he beat him. That I was there live. That was amazing. And I thought, okay, this guy's this guy's gotta got it gonna be ready. Like, but he's gotta get rid of all the the chair stuff, the 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 stupid like catching someone's leg and, and like, throwing it to the referee. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck that stuff. Like tropes. <laughs> but it's lazy. Like right. It's it's lazy work work rate that's what it is and, and like he's now he's just really comfortable like i'm i i could be even lazier and have dick togo do all this bullshit and i'm still gonna get pushed to the top of the card like why you know like to him he's being rewarded for for not having to work hard and so he's like thinking i don't have to kill myself i don't have to be shibata i don't have to be naito and still get over and be like a champion like mm. you know what i mean There's I, no I, I remember uh, for him i remember evil he had like a really good match i think it was with uh I think it was with Ishii. It was before the pandemic started. I think it was at that 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 Sapporo show. I think it was a new beginning. He had like a really really good match with Ishii. Like it was like real physical. And Ishii, Ishii's one of Ishii's one of those guys, man. Like I feel like he won't ever get his like sort of I guess flowers in New Japan per se. 
Like, I feel like he's been so consistent for them over the years, man, and had so many great matches. Like, well, probably my favorite Ishii match of all time is the is the one he had with um the one he had with Omega at the uh, G1 special in 2017. I remember I was watching that live. That that was legitimately one of my favorite matches because uh, he 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 beat the shit out of Omega for 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 half, for half, for half of that match, man. It was just real entertaining. So yeah, with, with Evil, like I do, kind of get your point about him, I guess, appearing to be lazy. Like, of course, I don't know, you know, I I I, I really can't call it like like as, as if i know him to call him per um you know uh lazy but more so of like i, I can kind of see what you you, you know what, what, what you what you getting at as far as uh referring to him as that it's it's like it's like randy orton and his fucking headlocks right? <laughs> so that's lazy right oh no he's he's being subtle no he's fucking lazy now like he doesn't and hey you know like again like randy evil they they're at the top they're not going to get D, you know, D pushed. So they're like, oh, hey, I can do it like this. Hey, I get it. If you're a wrestler, you're like, I don't have to kill myself anymore. I yeah. think I get pushed. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't have to like it as a fan, but I understand it as a human being. <laughs> I do, mm-hmm. honestly. But the before we, we move on from New Japan, let, let's just quickly talk about a couple of more things. And one is that the other person coming to the United States, uh, Andrew, is Satoshi Kojima. Yeah. He's going to face John Moxley at AEW's All Out Pay Per View on September 5th in the uh, now arena and and there's been some back and forth not with kojima and moxley per se but with kojima and jay white where kojima has now you know now added the, the word bitch to his lexicon <laughs> so like he's perfect for american television now <laughs> i i saw somebody make a joke like that they was like um <laughs> they, they, they they just added the american television pro wrestling uh the, the 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 main the main word to his vocabulary so yeah my uh Ko, Ko, Kojima, like I, I know a lot of people, well, just from what I took on social media, they were sort of um, disappointed because I, I, I think people assumed that the match everybody was going to get with Moxley at all. I was probably going to be against Tanahashi, and I think they're probably going to save that. And uh, I, I know it got reported uh, in, in in the Observer that uh, Kojima was always the plan for All Out, and you know there there will be other challengers from New Japan coming, but Kojima was always first on that list, and I. Probably think they're probably going to save Tanahashi for somewhere else down the line. I know he got the title defense against Ibushi at the MetLife Dome show, so I, I can definitely see uh, probably Tanahashi versus um, Mox at the uh, Four Gear in, in St. Louis. I can see that probably happening on them holding off until um, sometime in uh, and maybe early next year or something along those lines. I mean, with people who don't know who Kojima is, like he, yeah, he's older now, but man, he can still go. He's he still go. New yeah. Japan, like you know, like third generation guys like Nagata and and Tenzan, like he, I even more than Nagata, I think he could still go. Mm-hmm. And like he's always been an awesome wrestler. So I think people who aren't so familiar with Kojima when they see him against Moxley, because I think Moxley will definitely, you know, like wrestle to Kojima's strengths. So it, it's gonna it's gonna be a great match because he's a very hard hitting wrestler when he's in there with the right opponent i think moxley is probably the right opponent for him but uh, i want to talk about one more quick thing and that's uh you know uh, new japan debuted two new young lines uh kosei fujita and ryohei oiwa and uh they debuted on the august 24th corkett hall show for the aptly named summer struggle it's been a, a struggle to keep up with the company this summer andrew you know <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of boring but uh i i watched this match and they looked impressive like just you could tell have uh i think they both have like a strong amateur backgrounds but like they look so comfortable in that ring 
they look like they they just have a lot of fire and they're ready to like just you know you know continue from this point on do two years of the opening match grow some hair get a knee pad grow some uh, hair. <laughs> you know like oh mike you know you know how you can tell the progression of a young lion in New japan andrew how when like oh my god he's got one knee pad oh he's <laughs> on the next level oh he's got wrist tape when they get two knee pads you know like excursions just like around the corner yeah, I, I saw. Um, I, 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 we were just talking about that. Uh, that West Coast Pro promotion they just announced. I think you were year more for for one for one of their shows, and uh, like it, it's it's always cool seeing the young lions, man, because they 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 go out there and they just do like the basic stuff. Of course, basically they go out there and you know rough each other up a little bit, stick to the ground game. So yeah, it, it's always cool to see the new young lines come in. Like uh, Kawato used to be one of my favorites uh, before he started doing that Master Wato shit. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan at all. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. I'm not a fan of that in the slice. But he, he was legitimately my favorite young line because I think he did some really good work, especially on those Fantastic Mania shows. Like I think he did really, really well. Like and of course those provided an opportunity for some of those young lines to kind of stand out and you know, so, so sort of mix it up with the people who were established that was coming over from CML. And um yeah uh what, what what was that I can't remember it was one other guy that I really used to like um he was a big big buff dude I think uh, Kitamura Kitamura yeah he retired right he he left wrestling yes he left, because okay. uh, who knows why there's a lot of rumors out there I'm not gonna repeat them but okay, okay. yeah but <laughs> but yeah he he he, uh, he was a interesting one as well but yeah yeah it, I mean, it, he he was like jacked the gills yeah. <laughs> you know I mean. You know, like there's that rumor, like, oh, how do you get that physique? Well, you know, like, you know, but anyways, the, I, I, was about to, I was about to mention uh, real quick, Hiromu's back. So Hiromu's back. He had, I, I saw some gifts. Yeah. This, he had some insane match with, with Doki. Doki like yeah. Doki's like, he's, he, someone made a point on Twitter. Like Doki is now Hiromu from like four years ago. He's just doing all these insane bumps because like Doki's like, Hey, this is, this might be, you know, this might be like, I, I don't know what kind of, deal he has with new japan but like good for that guy you know good for that that guy he's he was like a sleazy indie wrestler working in mexico because he 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 moved to mexico from japan and he got called up because like his relationship with like i think with uh jado or, or somebody like who knew him in, in mexico like hey come on in and and like just be a, a job dude for us and and fill in for us and then he just got Put it with Suzuki Gun and, and look where he's now. He's like having like Hiromu's return match. He's getting all he's probably doing really well with the merchandise and stuff. So hey, kudos to D- Doki. When he first came, I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> oh my god, he looks like shit. And then like slowly, I was like, hey, you know what? He's not bad. And my god, there are far worse people on the roster who look like worse shit than he does. Chase Owens. <laughs> but you know, like he's he's really acquitted himself, and I I'm, I've gotten used to his, his his gear and his his look. It works for him for what did, kind did, of character you, he's presenting. Did you see that gif of him when he did the 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 top the top rope drop kick to the outside and his his elbow yeah. clipped the guardrail? I was like, dude, what you... <laughs> like it, like I don't know if people have seen that man, but like, it, please go check it out. I, it, it was the match he had with Hiromu, who was a turn match. Um, Doki Hiromu was facing. Um, it, it looked like he was exiting. Um. The, the gate and doki did a dive off the top rope drop kick landed back first oh god and, and then his while he was on the way down his elbow clipped the guard rail. i'm talking about like it bounced and then he went down and then his elbow followed it was like the nastiest thing. and then this dude jumped right back up like it wasn't it, it was probably the adrenaline 
that, that I was going through them, but I know that had to hurt. Well, I, I'm sure we'll get an, an update that'll be posted either by by yourself or or John Pollock <laughs> on on Post Wrestling and, and, and tweet it out on the, the Post Wrestling uh, Twitter account. I'm sure. So we'll 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 keep an eye out for for the update on on. on, on Doki's like a, you know, elbow situation, but hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he didn't injure himself too badly, but ugh, that was a nasty bump. But uh, anything else you want to talk about with, with, uh, with new Japan here, Andrew, we, we get into the next thing, my man, Let, let's move on to uh, all Japan for wrestling. Yeah. And they're, they're having, uh, they're in the midst of their Royal road tournament. It's, it's going to be wrapping up though on uh, August 29th, mm-hmm. which is tomorrow. Yes. Yeah. That's tomorrow. Like uh, in Cork and hall. And uh, the, the final. So, like, if you don't want to hear the spoilers of who's in the finals, you're still going, making your way through it. Uh, just skip ahead, like, about three, four minutes from here. But the, the Royal Road final is, is going to be two matches, the semifinals, and then they're going to lead into the, the finals. And uh, it's going to be Jake Lee uh, having another match with my, my personal favorite in this tournament, like, from what I've, from what I've been able to catch, Andrew, that's Shitaro Ashino. He had an awesome match on day one with uh, Yuma Aoyagi. And then he had another great match the, the next day on uh, the next day of the, of the tour with Zeus. Both are awesome matches. And he's debuted like this new finisher, the T-bone suplex. And he does it better than Taz. Just going to put that out there. He does it better than Taz. Maybe in the future, we're going to see Shitaro Ishino take on Hook in all Japan. Everybody loves Hook, man. Everybody loves Hook. What, 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 what is up with everybody's uh, love of Hook? What, what is this? I, it's because they're like, that's Taz's son? Bullshit. There's no, <laughs> there's no Taz Jesus in this man. Look how good looking he is. Look how tall he is. He must get everything from his mom. That, 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 that's the same thing everybody says about uh, Ray Mysterio and his son. I, I, I've, I've never gotten how his son is like towering over this man. But and Listen, it, it, let's it, just it, be it, honest here. That's Walter's son. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like going back to the the, the rural road tournament like uh I, I it's probably going to be in the like it's probably going to end up being jake lee uh defending the triple crown against uh suwama that like that that's probably the yeah. most likely route because uh i think suwama had caught covid and he had to vacate the title so like that's probably that, that's probably going to be like the it seems like the most obvious route to go is to actually do the match this time uh because jake lee was going to challenge suwama anyway because he won the um what, what, what he won the he won the champion carnival yeah, yeah, yeah. he won, won the champion carnival tournament so yeah I, I mean you would think that would be like the most obvious route that they would end up going yeah so just so I, I get to mention it but yeah the other the other semifinal will be Kento okay. Miyahara yeah. taking on Suwama and and I I think it's a lock that Suwama mm. is is gonna beat Kento and he's gonna he's gonna face maybe like I think it makes more sense for uh, Ashino to beat Jake Lee yeah in the fine in the semifinal and then face Suwama in the finals and then Suwama beats him and then he faces Jake Lee. I don't I don't I don't want to see like him face Jake Lee twice. Right. You know, if he's getting if it would because like you're saying, like and it makes sense, like the most logical thing would be for Suwama to finally have the, the title match that got canceled, like for because he's he's you know he can make the claim like right you never beat me for that belt. Right. I had it vacated because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So like have that match and have like Lee because like the, the obvious conclusion is that Lee was going to beat Suwama and, and be crowned the triple crown champion that way instead Probably, of like yeah. the, 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 the very strange three-way kind of uh, gauntlet match that they, they ended up booking for, for, for his title win. And I think, you know, like have Suwama have the, what I think was probably going to be an epic match. Cause like when, when Suwama is called to have an epic match, 
he can have an epic match. I think he's one of the most underrated like wrestlers of his age. Mm. And, and like in his position, you know, at being like, you know, an ace of a company still that, that he doesn't get looked at the same way as like, you know, Tanahashi does because like all Japan has a lower profile, obviously, but like he, when, when, when needed to like, you know, he can, he can go. And I think you do that match, like you save it for the title match, not for the Royal road tournament. And you, you just get Lee that rub and just solidify his standing as the current triple crown champion. I think you got to keep the belt on him. And then if you have a Shino beat Lee, then you have another challenger, you know, set up, not necessarily right afterwards. If he, if when, when he beats Suwama, but like down the line, because I do think at some point, like, you know, like all Japan seems like they're finally on board with like a Shino, like there's a lot of start and stop with the guy and which I think has been bad for him, but you can rehab him very easily because he has that, you know, like, I don't know how familiar you are with Shitaro Shino, but he has this intricate, like, you know, like, very hard to pin down, like, charisma. Like, where I think if you just push him, like, just have him win, 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 like, people will be like, yeah, we want to see him have the triple crown. That, that, that that's, that's simple pro wrestling right there. You can look at that from any perspective. Like, if you if you push a talent, you can make people care. Like, you, you can make, I think you can make anybody a star, mostly anybody a star. Uh, in pro wrestling, if you just put the right steam behind them and just give them consistent wins on consistent wins, like I think a lot of promotions like really overthink shit and make make, make it harder than what it needs to be. But like you, if you just simply push the talent and make them feel important, then the people who watch will make that will will believe that that talent is important. Yeah, I, I mean it's 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 simple, right? It's yeah. like you know, I if I was a, a you know involved in pro wrestling, if I was like a booker, I my philosophy would be like, you know what, I'm gonna book pro wrestling i'm just gonna keep it simple right like i'm not i'm not here to make movies pal you know <laughs> and i was gonna ask you did you like the uh the, the jake lee uh miyahara match from the champion carnival because i remember you told me to check that out and uh, i remember i watched it a couple months back uh and, and i i really enjoyed that match i, I kind of take like a note of some of my favorite matches that i watched this year some of the matches that i've enjoyed personally and that was uh, that was one of them I think with like any time like Jake and, and Kento get in the ring together because they have such a, a storied history with each other, being teammates at first, being in the same faction and then, uh, you know, splitting apart and, you know, like Jake's always been chasing him. It's, it's, it's very similar. Like when you have like the next stream guys, so the, the original four members of next stream were Kento Miyahara, Jake Lee, Yuma Aoyagi and Noya Nomura. And like, mm. you know, like you can draw a parallel with them and like the super generation army from the nineties, which was Misawa, Kawada, Kobashi and, and Tawe, you know, and, and like, you know, like people say, Oh, they're no, you're, you're like, I'm just saying contextually, like that's what all Japan wants to push them as. That's like there's a there's a parallel way of booking them that mm-hmm. that they wanted to do. Like when they when these four guys came up in the company, right? So like Miyahara occupies the Masao role of being the ace, and and for a long time, like Jake is the Toshiaki Kawada, like you know, like um, equivalency, you know, uh, in in 2021 of like how he was booked against. Miyahara like he never got the win over Miyahara he never got the significant win over Miyahara until like now he beat him in the champion carnival and now he's a triple crown champion he and part of that was like beating beating uh, Kento Miyahara so I about to say that then Miyahara he beat him in the finals in like two years ago or something right yeah I, I think yeah. I was at that show as well at Cork and Hall um yeah but this is like the time like you have to keep the belt on Jake you have to have him have like at least I'd say give him three, four defenses, strong matches, 
Like put him in there with Zeus, put him in there with, you know, I, I say keep Ashina, make Ashina the guy that beats him. Have him fight Kento again, like solidify it by beating him again. And then you, you, you're not, there's no shortage of like guys. You could have interesting, good, epic matches with Jake Lee to get himself and that title elevated more. And I think, you know, you're seeing like pretty decent attendances when I watch all Japan, like, yeah, there's smaller venues, but like, there's no, there's no like God awful, like empty spaces. Like you see in all Japan shows, you know what I mean? Like I have new Japan shows, like their, <laughs> their fan base is like, okay, like if I'm going to, you know, risk going out to see a wrestling show, I'm going to see this. Cause they're not, you know, out there, you know, like just, you know, like spamming like cards all over, all over Tokyo or anything like that. Like they're very, you know, like, Hey, let's just have a show twice a month in Tokyo. We'll go to other places, come back to Tokyo, you know, like, and, and, and it's working for them. It's like, that's a strategy. A lot of the, the smaller companies and like, you know, like uh, Mark Pickering, who's like one of the English commentators put yeah, on for, Twitter. For Noah, right? Yeah. He put on Twitter, like the, the recent new Japan against like all these Joshi promotions. And they and the Joshi promotions, which you know have a smaller fan base and has less exposure than New Japan, are beating them at Cork and Hall. You I know, saw that. Yeah, it's embarrassing. On it. Yeah, it's embarrassing for them for New Japan. I don't think it's embarrassing for the Joshi promotions because like they're being smart, right? And and kudos to them for like trying to be smart and be safe and not trying to milk their fans for all like for what little budget that they have for wrestling. Like that's a problem with with New Japan. You know, mm. it's yeah. like hey. Let's try to milk our fans for all their money. Listen, they, you think they got 50 fucking dollars like for seven <laughs> fucking cards in a row? You're, are you fucking insane? No, they don't. It's, it's so stupid. Oh, plus we're going to have a fucking show at the Tokyo Dome. Fuck off. <laughs> and they, they got the MetLife Dome show coming up too. But uh, like you, you want to know one of the guys that, I, that I've, uh, I, I've seen very little of his match and actually uh, found out about him through an interview that he did uh, that, that I covered for, for Post was uh, Akira Francesco. I, 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 who works for All Japan, I think he was like the, the, he was like the cruiserweight champion or the junior. Yeah, junior, junior heavyweight champion. champion. Junior yeah. heavyweight champion. He, he's, he, he's really good. He's really good, man. I, I've seen like probably two or three of his matches. And from, from the stuff I've seen, like, I, I, I think he's like a real treat to watch. I don't know if you had the opportunity to like really dive into his stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of okay. him. He's, he's like, he's someone who, who bet on himself. He got scouted by Tajiri. Mm. And and he was brought over to Japan. And you know, when the pandemic hit, he had a choice to stay or go back to Italy. Yeah, and he and he chose to stay because he was like, This is there's no there's not gonna be any rest. Like Italy was completely shut down, right? Mm. During the pan like the early days of the pandemic. And so he's like, Well, I'm still gonna be able to to work and wrestle here and have a bit of a life in Japan that I probably wouldn't have during you know the the full on lockdown in in Italy, so he I think and he, and it paid he's off. young too. He's so, young. He's young. Yeah. He's doing. He's going to do a tour of of Europe and every promotion in the UK. Oh, for sure. On the continent, she trying to book this guy like WXW. She be trying to book this guy for their shows. Like you know, you know every UK promotion like Brit Rez is is coming back. Don't tell Benno, but you know it's coming <laughs> back. And and like yeah, they should try to get this guy. For, for some of their shows because he's a fresh face. He's he's seasoned now. Like he's yeah. a lot more seasoned than like like than he 90%, was prior. Ninety percent of people who who wrestle in, in in the UK now, right? <laughs> so get him over. Like, have you seen the 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 All Japan Dojo documentary that he hosted? I I, I think I I think I heard him talk about that during that interview that I, that I mentioned. Like that's how I know about it. But he he kind of spoke about it like 
so sort of in depth and I kind of, you know, got some insight on it, but I haven't seen the complete thing. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to send it to you, Andrew. You're going to love it. It's, it's mainly done in English because he's, he's narrating it. Right. Mm. And he talks about like, he shows you what life in the all Japan dojo is like, in like oh, that's cool. tra- training, training, you know, how, how they train there. And it's very, very interesting. It's, it's, it'll make you a fan of like him and it'll make you, and I hope it'll make you a fan of like, wow. Like the, 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 the training techniques that they use in, in, in all Japan and like what life is like for someone who's, who's training to be a wrestler for, for a company like, you know, like all Japan or Noah or, or, or new Japan. Yeah. I, I think him being as young as he is really benefits him, especially you mentioned like he had the choice to either go back to Italy or stay in or stay in Japan and continue to work. And I think that's a real benefit to him. I know, um, uh, like, like somebody like Mikey Nichols, he wasn't as fortunate to be able to make that decision. You know, he got a family in Australia, you know, young, young child and stuff like that. And so he had to, you know, obviously go back and head out and he hasn't been back in New Japan and I don't know how long, uh, but I know he's still under contract in him and stuff. So yeah, I, I think it just works out for Akira. I think he's going to, he, I, I think you give him like, you know, four or five years, man. I think he's going to be really on top of his game. Like he's, he, he's not even nowhere near the prime of his career again. He's already so good uh, at such a young age, man. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, what, what he does going forward. Definitely, definitely. Not only I, I'm hoping he'll he'll stay with like all Japan as long as possible. He seems to have like he's enjoying work being part of the company, and yeah. like, I think they they like like him and they think wow he's he's really you know benefit to our roster and the fans love him. So yeah, hopefully we'll see. But yeah, like you know, like he say he's young, so like you know as he gets older, he's like hey, I I need to make more money. Like maybe mm-hmm. it's more more money in the United States. So maybe we'll see him like venture over to the, you know, to North American shares. We'll see. I, I saw, uh, and I was going to mention, I saw uh, the T-Hawk was back in the, the Royal Road tournament. I know he had a broken rib like last month. So something like that. So like he, it was good to see him back. Uh, I saw, I saw him in the, um, some of the results online. So yeah, I, I was like T-Hawk, T-Hawk finally came back, man. Like, he came back. I think he, I think he was working with a broken rib for a, a period of time, but then he came back. So, I mean, he took some time off and then, you know, obviously came back. So it, it was cool to see his name pop up in some of the results. Yeah, he had a match with Kento Mirahara, which was I thought was really fun to watch, and and like he's full on doing stuff for Gleet. Not great, yeah. It's he, <laughs> it's spelled G L E A T. I I know W, but like it's you know L's and R's and mix, and it's like I know I fucking lived there for ten years. Yeah, I know. But listen, they're gonna spell it with an L. I'm pronouncing it with an L. That's just how it is. But like he's doing stuff with Gleet, and here you know, like circle back to to New Japan. Like New Japan has done some stuff with with Gleet. And I can see, like, if they want some names, okay, hey, how about you send us some of your guys to to the G? Okay, send us T Hawk. <laughs> send That'd us, cool. you know, like whoever, like some of the some of the other kind of you know names that you got. Like it it it, it wouldn't hurt. You know what I mean, Andrew? Like they need, they need to freshen that that lineup up, man. They need to freshen it up. It, it would be a win win for for New Japan to have like some people from another company come in to work the G one. It'll freshen it like you say it'll freshen it up but like and it might bring some fans from those other companies to your shows <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that'd be nice yeah. to get some actual new fans to to come to watch some new japan for wrestling that they maybe wouldn't do otherwise but, <laughs> you know anyways let, let's move on from uh oh I, one more thing before um yeah t-hawk is back but also kohei sato who's who's a you know great you know, journeyman wrestler from, from zero one. He's, he's left zero one, but he's, he's going all over the place. I, I like when Kohei Sato has, has appeared in, in all Japan. I hope he's, he's like one of those freelancers who just makes 
all Japan, his home base and like works for other companies, but Hey, they need me for a big show. They need me for a couple of shows on a tour. I'm going to, I'm going to be working for all Japan because I think he, he'd lend a lot of like uh veteran salt. Like he's a very salty wrestler, likes to hit people really hard. Mm. And, and, and I think, you know, some of these young guys on, on the all Japan roster need to get hit hard. Really hard <laughs> you know, so. As I, you, you mentioned uh, before we move on to the next topic, you had mentioned zero one. Uh, that, have you have you heard about this legacy show that's taking place on the 13th September no. 13th and the 14th it's uh it, it's, it's gonna be new Japan uh all Japan Noah Dragon Gate Mishinoku Pro big Japan uh zero one and uh two aw it's gonna be at Corkin Hall and they're gonna be celebrating uh 70th anniversary of Japanese wrestling oh that's cool like when they do joint shows like yeah. it, it really depends like what kind of interpromotional matches that they're able to book Usually, if it's uh, like you, you, Japan, you want, you want to was funny it, at, at, in the in the press release that they had put out about it. It, it, it was something along the lines of, and, and I should really pull this up. I'm kind of going verbatim right now, but I remember it was something along the lines of there were going to be uh m- maybe there, there weren't going to be many interpromotional matches because I guess it's, with, with so many promotions, you would assume it's, it's like it can be very conflicting as far as like who goes over and stuff like that. So I think they're more so going to keep it of like, you know, Noah guy versus Noah guy, New I Japan see. guy versus New Japan guy. Cause I, I, you, you, I mean, you would just normally think it would be, you know, conflicting to have this guy versus this guy, top guy versus top guy or middle car guy versus middle car guy from different promotions. And then you got to decide who goes over uh, and, and whatnot. Usually it's like top guy, mid card guy right. <laughs> team up against top guy, mid card guy <laughs> and top guy from what company A beats mid-card guy from company B. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. But you also have to think about like COVID, right? It's like, yeah. it's like I don't think they want to, you know, like it's bad enough. You're getting COVID and like a lot of these companies within the, you know, these guys just wrestling each other. And then, you know, like if there's a transmission between interpromotional transmission, that that's just a even bigger mess, I think. Mm-hmm. So probably, yeah, yeah. yeah, because I think more because of COVID rather than because of like, you know, interpromotional politics, that you're going to see, you're probably, you're probably right. There's going to be little to no interpromotional stuff happening at this show. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, uh, Fujinami's help of putting the show together and Noki, a couple of other people. Um, and they, 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 they noted that freelancers are going to be a part of the show as well. So, you know, you could probably count on some of them probably taking some pins <laughs> as well, cause they're not under the contract. So, uh, I think it's going to be an interesting show, especially if they can, you know, if they probably end up streaming it somewhere. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably going to be on Samurai TV, and then it'll be put up somewhere, and then I'll I'll acquire it somehow, uh, <laughs> and uh, and maybe get shared around. <laughs> I better not say anymore. Anyways, the, keep an eye out for uh, your your email box, Andrew. Uh, I will. I will. But let, let's move on to uh, probably my favorite company in Japan right now, Andrew, and that's and that's Stardom, hey. and they're in the midst of their five star. Grand Prix, and they just had a show today, I believe. And uh, we're not going to necessarily go into the nitty gritty of like who pinned who, or whatever like that. I, I really kind of just want to talk about the current standings, and and let's look at the the Red Stars block at, at the top is Starlight Kid, the newly turned heel, yeah. dark Starlight <laughs> Kid. I love this new character. I, I I think he just comes through in her work, in her promos, and her her matches. Like how much she loves not being the goody two shoes anymore. And like, just kind of like this, this kind of more mature version of herself, because like she started when she was a teenager and like, she just turned an adult, like legal, like I think 20 recently. And so like, it's, it must be like, yes, I can shed that image and just be something different right. from what I was for the last, you know, five, 
five years, six years, like she's been a pro, like from a teenager. And so like, it's, it's really good. Following behind her is her new arch rival, Mayu Iwatani, her former mentor, her former, her former best friend uh, at six points. So Starlight Kid um, has seven points. My, Mayu is great. Like I, I, I remember I saw a couple of her matches when she did that. Uh, she had a run at Ring of Honor for a little bit. I got this. I actually got to see her in person uh, out in Virginia one time. She, she was doing a show uh yeah with, with, with roh and it was like a six six person tag or something like that mayu she is like very very good i remember it, it was one match she had with uh, kelly klein i think it was for the ring of honor uh women's world championship that was actually really good and i think people should go check that out uh if you haven't seen if, if you can get your uh, if, you, if you can access it but yeah mayu she she's probably one of my favorite uh talents of stardom i mean if, if you think about her career like she she you know tutelaged under yoshirai mm. and and Kyrie Hojo, of you know, in WB, Kyrie Saint, like those were her her mentors, mm. you know, as as she was growing as a wrestler in stardom. And then, then you know, like they handpicked her. They said, "You're when Io's gone, you're it. You're gonna be the the you know the ace of the company." And that's the 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 the, the, the spot that she's occupied in stardom since Io Shirai left. And like I think she's a quitter. So it's like she is, you know, like what's the parallel? Like in other companies would be, yeah, she's you know the Hiroshi, she's a Kasuchika Okada. I'll say that. She's a Kasuchika Okada of stardom. Okay. Like what Okada is to New Japan, she is to stardom where it doesn't matter that she, she's a champion or not. That that if you beat her, if you pin her in a match, that's an accomplishment in of itself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, for sure. For And then following, so let's, with Red Stars, next after Mayu is Natsupoi, the current high-speed champion. Uh, uh, and Following Natsupoi is her Donna Del Mundo teammate, the leader of the, the faction, Julia. Uh, and then who's got four points. And then tied with her is Mina Shirakawa from Cosmic Angels. And then we then it's like a three-way tie uh, with two points, Koguma, Momo Watanabe, Saki Kashima. And at the bottom with zero points is Fukigen Death. And that's fine. She's just there to, to eat pins. And Himeka, who I'm hoping is before the, the tournament is done, Himeka is going to get, you know, at least two, two or four points. Like, I, I really think she, she she's going to need that. But but Andrew, let's move to Blue Stars. Leading Blue Stars is Micah from uh, Donald Del Mundo uh, at seven points. Following her is the current Wonder of Stardom champion and the one one third of the uh, you know the Artist of Stardom trios champions, and that's Tam Nakano uh, at five points. Unagi Sayaka at five points at four. Probably my my favorite wrestler. It started it probably in my top three wrestlers in the world right now. The, the young goat. The young no, goat. No, no, Shuri. It's Shuri. Oh, okay. I, th- I, th- I, 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 th- I thought you were talking about Utami Haji. That's why I thought that's what I thought you was about to say. I, I'm a big fan of Utami, but like Shuri just is like my kind of wrestler. <laughs> you know, beats the shit out of people, kicks them really hard and like put and tw- twists them in knots when she's putting submission holds on them. I I love Shuri. You know, I was a big fan apparently of Shuri is Tom Lawler. For real? Yeah, yeah, like he's tweeting. They were tweeting back and forth. Like, I never want to face Shuri, and he and he like added her, you know. And then she was like responding to him. He's like, "No, I don't want to face you. Literally, seriously, I don't want to face you. Like, you're so you're like. I think he has a lot of respect for me because she was also like a legit MMA artist. Like, she was in the UFC as well, That's right? Cool. So, uh, following Shuri is the current uh, World of Stardom champion, the 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 Wonderkind. Of, of stardom of Joshi Pro Wrestling, and that's Utami Hayashishida uh, at four points. Also at four points is Saya Kamitani. I'm a big fan of Saya Kamitani. She's also in Queen's Quest with Utami. They are, they're actually tag team partners. 
she is like someone I'm going to say, remember that name, Andrew, Saya Kamitani. In, in two years time, she's going to be like someone people talk about. Like, my God, she's an awesome wrestler. She's only been wrestling two years. Mm. And she's this good already. It's like Utami has like a year on her in the experience level. And she's like where she is. There's something in the, in the water at for the in the stardom dojo like it's producing <laughs> this this many amazing talents um underneath uh, konami at four, also four points is uh is konami and uh at two points is azumi and then at zero points uh ruaka who's like kind of like the bottom part of like uh Oedo tai and uh takumi aroha from marvelous but that's because she hasn't had a match yet andrew but like when she has a match like listen i'm i'm so excited because we still have takumi aroha to look forward to matches with Konami, with Saya Kamitani, with Itami, with with you know, with Shuri. Oh my God! Like with Ta- Tam Nakado. Shit! I I'm so excited. Like when when Uroha, Like I don't I don't know how familiar you are with Takumi Roha, but my God, when when she comes in, seek out those matches, especially with like the top end of the the Blue Stars, you know, block. Okay. Well, I, I, I definitely will do, man. You, you, you get me excited about it. Just <laughs> hear you talking about it, so I, I can't wait to uh, get get back into stardom, man. I, I, I try to keep I keep up on a semi consistent basis. Like I try to check it whenever I hear like a buzz about a certain match. But uh, I've caught like at least two, I want to say, at the Five Star Grand Prix uh, shows. So I, I, I got to try to catch back up on the uh, on the rest when they pick back up. Definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not. I've been very lax and trying to keep up with it so i'm like you i gotta really step up my game it's just like fighting the time you know like yeah, oh, exactly i gotta do this but i you know so That's but yeah a, I, a, i'm very excited like startup to me is the best book company in 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 the world that i watch like you know <laughs> like people say oh what about aw listen like i, I don't watch aw like regularly <laughs> I, I i i you know i drop in and then like yeah this is okay oh, this is okay not for me yeah. <laughs> I about to say WH before we uh let's finish on start because I did want to ask you a question about uh about AEW but sure. um like when you like of course everybody's looking forward to the uh Utami uh Hayashida and Shuri rematch that's happening on uh September fourth do, do you think they could top what they did uh what was that in June I believe like you you think they could top what they did or at least match what they did because I mean I, I don't have like some like eloquent breakdown of the match like they just beat the shit out of each other and i liked it and i was like that was really really good so i kind of just want to see that and do that again do you think there's a chance they could up or, or, or top what they did prior no because like they're going to be working with a like, 20 minute time limit okay you know? they're, 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 there's that they're, it's not for the title it's 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 a re it's to get points um so like i i don't think they should try to mm. to try to recreate that or top that like that's not the time for it it's it's to whet the appetite right yeah that's that's what that match should be is to whet the appetite to like and to see like i i'm more curious to see like what they can accomplish with the time limit Mm. right and what they can accomplish with less stakes than than not being for the world of stardom title but just to get points in Mm. in the thing like i mean if we look at it like they're they are both at the same you know point level if like with one whoever gets the win gets two points so they're gonna be tied for second Right. If like, mm. especially if Tom loses her match, like then they, they have a chance of like, and Micah loses, like they have a chance of like jumping to the top of their block. So, I mean, it's interesting from like that kind of like, you know, your real sports aspect of it. 
Yeah. But do I think that they're going to talk? No, I, nor do I think they should. They should say that for their proper match that they're going to have down the line. Because like, I think, you know, like if I'm, if I'm the booker of stardom, I look at like how the buzz that that title match it, got. Bro, the buzz was ridiculous. It was right? ridiculous. Like, I mean, I mean, in a good way, of course, but it, it obviously I, I like, it was so many people on my timeline talking about that match. Like, and, and there were like so many people who saw other people talking about it. And that in turn made them go, uh, go, go seek the match out and go sign up for start a subscription service and go, you know, go check it out or go, go watch however they watched it. Like that, there was a lot, a lot of buzz coming out of that match. I, I think that match did a lot of good for, for stardom. Oh, definitely. Like, and it was like a, you know, it was a perfect storm because like you had, you know, like, um, you know, the, the, the English commentary from, from uh, uh, Stuart Fulton and mm-hmm. Sonny, who does uh, Sunny does the uh, the the English comment the English uh, Twitter account for for Stardom did did really good job explaining the storyline especially of Shuri and like she's dedicating the match to her dead mother who had just passed away like wow like and mm-hmm. then just throughout the match so like I think they they save it for like and you know what you pull a trigger on on Shuri as mm-hmm. as your as the person who does beat Utami I don't I don't see anyone else who should beat her like on this roster, you know, like I think, and then you get, I think you give Shuri the belt and like, see if she can run with being a top person in the company. And I think she'll prove a lot of people like to show that she's like, yeah, you know what? Like, she's a great choice to have as someone you put in your top mix. It's someone you can rotate in and out of the, the, the world championship uh, picture. Mm-hmm. And then like, she's so good. Like, like her wrestling other people elevates them. Like, I think that's like, she's like, Mayu Iwatani in that sense, like, like wrestling Mayu is a, is a great experience in of itself. You don't have to have like, you know, a one hour epic match with her, but just having a match with Mayu Iwatani is good for you. makes you better wrestler. And then, you know, same thing with like having a match with, with Shuri and Utami as well. And yeah, like I, I think you save it for a big show, like at maybe back in the Tokyo Budokan hall, maybe back in like, they seem to be doing a lot of shows at the new, Yokohama Budokan like that's that's could be like something that they kind of put their stamp on like that's our big venue and like yeah have that match happen there again and like we'll see like but like yeah that that match I'm looking forward to because I want to see what they what they can do with the with the restrictions Andrew for sure for sure I'm, I'm definitely looking forward like as soon as I saw that I saw that got announced on uh Friday night that immediately caught my eye and in the, in the reaction that people gave like in the quote tweets and uh, underneath the tweet, like it, it was a lot of people excited about that. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely one of those people. I, I know Stardom they gonna have some some dark matches at the the MetLife Dome show. I I don't know why New Japan won't just put one of the matches or or, or two of the matches on the on the main card. Like it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure it would be more interesting than some of that shit. Is, the, the rest of that card is gonna get filled out. Well, even though that you know they're they're owned by Bushiro, they're both owned by Bushiro. They they have like Stardom has a pre-existing TV contract with another, uh, so they they they're not okay. allowed to broadcast like TV. That makes sense. Okay, okay, I'm I'm glad you cleared that up because I that, I was I was so confused about. I was like, I mean, because if you if you have these talents on the card, I'm like, why wouldn't you just put at least one of the matches on the card? But like, okay, I'm glad you clarified that, so I can stop complaining about that. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, like, <laughs> like Stardom is owned by Bushiro. But they have existing pre-existing contracts with like with another co- network that's not TVSI. I forget which one it is. It's, I don't know if it's like NTV or Fuji TV or or another different one. But like they they are not allowed to have like 
New Japan wrestlers on stardom shows per se that, that were going to show up on stardom world and they're not allowed like to have matches. Like you can show stardom wrestlers in the, in doing non wrestling things. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's fine, but you, you cannot show them having matches on, on New Japan world and mm-hmm. everything that's done by New Japan that's filmed by for New Japan is filmed for broadcast on, on, uh, on New Japan world, which is owned by TVSI, I believe. So that's interesting. I never knew that. Look at you. You, you, you teaching me something, man. I never knew that. Like, I, I, cause I would always like th- those are conversations I would have with people uh, frequently. They'd be like, "Well, why would like it?" Because the Stardom has been doing like these dark matches uh, on, on on big New Japan shows for, for I think for about two years now, yeah. I believe. So like you, I, I was always I was like, why, "Why wouldn't they just put one of the matches on the card?" So that you know that that just kind of cleared up a lot. So basically, I make a plan about it for two years just to figure out that they they can't do it anyway. So. Well, you see, you, you found out the human incarnation of Melton Marshmallow is Chase Owens. <laughs> and now you found out why start, like you can't see starter wrestlers on New Japan World. There we go. There we go. The things you learn, Andrew, the things you learn talking <laughs> to me. But uh, what else do we have on deck for, for topics? Like what else did you do? Are we going to talk about for the, for the fans out there? Uh, well, you, you, you want to travel over to Noah? Yeah, let's talk about Noah. Let's travel. Let's talk about Noah. I, I know uh, the great mood is going to be coming back on August 29th. He had uh yeah, I think it was contact tracing, I believe. So they kept they kept them out. Um, you know, uh, and and Goshiozake is the uh, well, I, I say Goshiozake. I mean, Namuchi Marafuji is the GAC heavyweight champion, and I, I think they were supposed to have a one on one match, I believe, or, or did that already happen? No, I think that got canceled. They got canceled. So, yeah. yeah. So yeah, that that was one of those. Um, yeah, I'm not man, looking I, forward to that match. No, nah, I'm, I'm I'm not either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not either, and and, and I like Marafuji. I, I really do because I remember uh. Well, he's not the problem, Andrew. It's it's, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, like I've I've seen like a lot of people that watch Noah like on a consistent basis on my timeline. Like they just be like, "Why is this dude holding the title?" I mean, what, what is he like? Fifty five? It's, it's sixty five. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Look. No, it's not the it's not the problem. It's like he's like old school. He's like old school, like you know, Enoki guy, right? Because mm-hmm. he was in New Japan. He was a New Japan guy for the longest time. So you know, he's not putting anyone over younger than him. <laughs> <laughs> right and like the other problem and i and this is like i'm like a broken record about this andrew but like you know the thing with 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 mudo is that you know the booker of, of wrestling noah is no guy and no guy is the number one mark for keiji mudo right so he's not gonna ask him to do the job hey can you put over kaito kiyamiya he's like our you know future ace of the company that, 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 that's why he got him doing the great muda thing again because i remember yeah, first he like, was just muda that, down like, the, at the paint face paint and all that stuff on again or the mask one do i think nosa would ask muda that to do that no but if he did do i think muda would say yes no <laughs> he's like <laughs> i'm the legend and hey listen i'm i'm a fan i am traditionally a fan of keishi muda right mm. but like, listen, I, I, you know, I recognize, like, you know, like a worker is a worker, right? And like, this guy's a, a carny worker. He is, you know, like he's, he's like fucking Hulk Hogan, right? Like he's a carny fucking worker. And he's like, hey, I got this two-year contract out of, out of like Noah. Hey, oh my God, I'm going to milk the shit out of this. Hey, they're willing to pay him. Good for him. It's not so good for, for, for me as a fan. Like I have less interest in see beat go for it. Like he shouldn't beat go. It should have been Kimia. Like, do you, you you think uh oh I didn't mean to cut you up but I was like do you think they're kind of waiting for 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 go to come back because I know he has shoulder surgery he has like a separated shoulder or something like that like he's been out since like since like what like March 
Yeah, something like out. that. Yeah, yeah, so do you think they're kind of just waiting for Go to get back to kind of, you know, I guess, because Go's like 39, right? 39, 40 yeah. years old, so. Oh, that's mean, anything in Japan. But I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I, I know one of the guys that, um, well, one of the guys, I, I've seen very, very few Noah shows, but uh, I know one of the guys is kind of sort of teetering around that main event scene is Kano. I think I think that's his name. Yeah, Kano. I, I, yeah, yeah, and he he won the um, what's that tournament, man? Uh, the N one, the N one. He won that tournament, and I did he, he what was that? He won it like in two 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 times, like 2017, 2019. So yeah, uh, I can't could, remember, but Kano's yeah. like he's been you know he's been former GHC champion. He's been mm-hmm. the he was like. He's his, he's recently held like the national championship. He's he's firmly in that mix. Like the person I think that needs to be like challenging for that belt and getting another run with the belt is Katsuhiko Nakajima, mm. right? The guy's been in the mid card. He was like in the tag team with Go. They were tag team champions. But like this is a guy that's been a pro wrestler since he was the age of fifteen. You know, he's been wrestling mm. for about fifteen, sixteen years now. He's an elite professional wrestler. People who aren't familiar with him. Think of like a smarter Katsuyori Shibata. And by that, I mean like not going to headbutt the shit out of people and, and give yourself brain damage. You know, and I love Katsuyori Shibata. That's not slander against him, but like let's, you know, just being honest here. You know, the thing with, you know, Nakajima is his pedigree. Like who is he? Who, who adopted him? Like essentially, not legally, but essentially it was Kesuke <laughs> Sasaki and Akira Koti, two of the greatest professional wrestlers in the history of like, you know, pro wrestling, like male pro wrestling and Joshi pro wrestling in Japan and, and in the world. Like, you know, like that's, that's who is like, that's who he learned under from, you know what I mean? Like, and, and it shows in his work because he's just like this amazing personality. Like I think he can carry Noah and he's, he's, he's not even like, you know, he's not even in his forties yet. And it, and it, and, it, and he, there's like so much for him to do still as, as a top level champion guy you know in, in noah so like I, I think at some point like within the next year like i think you got to pull the trigger on him like marifuji should lose the belt to him and then like you have the match because like you know like the the, the feud the the, the 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 program is like nakajima versus versus go like because they were former tag team partners and like you know nakajima turned on him let him win the title and let like go challenge for it that would be that, that's a money match right there yeah, like, well, uh, as, as as far as Mudo goes, I, I think they should definitely try to stray away from keeping him back in the title picture. I think that's that's. I, I don't think anybody really wants to see that. But I, I, I honestly, bro, I, I really don't have a problem with Marufuji holding the belt. Like, I mean, I, I can I can I can definitely see why people would have an issue with it. As far as like, you know, you should sort of push guys that are younger than both of those guys. But uh, I, I definitely think it was um sort of a uh blessing disguise if you will that that mudo uh Murafuji match got uh got put off because I, I i've like i've seen some of the clips and i've seen like one or two of the matches that uh mudo has had like and it's just like it it, it, it ain't it no it's embarrassing <laughs> and, and like, i don't want to say this about mudo i don't but it it's you know it's being honest it's like it's embarrassing <laughs> the guy has no hips he has no knees like and like yeah, he has charisma kind of coming out of his ears, true. But that's but it's you know Noah's Can't a work so. rate. Right, he's got a it's a work rate company. He doesn't have a work rate anymore. You know, it's mm. it, it is what it is. But you know, like I just saw it recently. I've been keeping up too closely with Noah. Like that uh, Kaito Kiyomiya uh. is uh, is is the tag champions with uh, Masakinimiya, and and Masakinimiya was a team with Nakajima. He turned on him, 
but they didn't strip them of the titles and said they had a decision match. Excuse me, like, which was like they picked, you know, their respective partners and they had a decision match of who's going to keep the tag team titles. So, like, uh, Nakajima teamed with Manu, uh, Manabu Soya, and they obviously lost to the team of Kiyomiya and Kiyomiya. Try to say that, like, hey, the tag <laughs> team of Kiyomiya and Kiyomiya, like, five times in a row. Very difficult, I think, for, for me. And so maybe not for other people, but probably for other people as well. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, Noah, Noah, I think like is always kind of bubbling under the surface for me. Like I just recently watched the, uh, what match I watched? It was, uh, 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 Takashi Sugiera. Oh my God. I really love this match too. Against, uh, who did he fight? Was it, was it Marafuji? It was like this. I can't believe I forgot who he fought, but I really loved. Yeah. I I think, I think it was Marafuji. You talking about the, uh, the, the, the crossover show in Sendai? Maybe that one. Uh, it was like, no, no, it was the Masato Tanaka match. Have okay. you seen this match? No, I haven't. It's awesome. These guys are both in their 50s. <laughs> <laughs> and they wrestled like they were, it was like 19, it was like, it was like 2006 all over again. You know what I mean? That's not, that's like, there's no, like, I don't know what Fountain of Youth Takashi Sugiera has tapped into, but this guy wrestles like a guy half his age. It's like, but with the, with the mindset of a guy who's had as much um, experience as he had, and he's, and, and he's doing it with Masato Tanaka, who's just like, again, this guy, you think he's got to be like fucked up from just from his time in FMW and ECW, but no, like this guy's still going at, you know, at a clip, high level worker. And these two had an awesome match. I urge people to watch the, the Masato Tanaka uh, Takashi Sugiyara match that they just had for the for the national title, and actually it was it was a double title match for Masato because Masato Tanaka was the the zero one world heavyweight champion, which doesn't mean anything. It's like being like you know the Beyond Wrestling champion, to be quite honest with you, right? Jesus. Uh, uh, but you know you know the funny thing about the the zero one world heavyweight title, you know what you know what they use for the belt? What? It's the old AWA world heavyweight title belt. <laughs> <laughs> Is the that, one that, that Rick Martel, Nick Bachwin, Rick Martel, like uh, um, Jumbo Saruta and Stan Hansen used to hold that one. The one that Stan Hansen ran over with his truck and mailed back to, <laughs> to Vern Gagne and Stanley Blackburn. They use that title belt. That's the, and it says AWA World Heavyweight title. It's a long story. There's a reason why they use that belt. It's a long story. I, I don't have enough time to get into hey, it, Andrew. I, I was going to ask you, do you think Noah consistently relying on uh uh, more, more, more so of established experience talents like as far as they uh like main event marquee scene goes do you think that's going to end up hurting them uh going forward i think it's already hurt them <laughs> i think you know traditionally noah has had as you know takes a long time to pull the trigger on their younger talent i, I think that hurt them in 2010 i think it hurt them in 2008 to be honest with you and then when you know like you know, like by the time Misawa died and 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 Kobashi had to retire, it's like they didn't have anyone to take over. It took a long time for people to accept Marafuji and Kenta as like top tier guys, and also Sugiera and and, and Nakajima and like Morishima, like you know, was in that mix, but like you know, he had his personal problems his and health ever, problems. Man. Oh my goodness, Takeshi so, Morishima, Jesus Christ, I haven't heard that name forever. But, you know, oh, but it's, it's, it's a point where it's like now they, you know, like the one guy that they pulled the trigger on, like Kiyomiya, he's not been in the title mid picture for, for a while. Like he's, he's kind of just in limbo, I feel, mm. you know, 
And but like, who are the top guys? It's like Marfuji and Sugiera. That's mm-hmm. like, and it's like, look at every other company. It's like they're they got twenty years of youth on on both these guys. You know, yeah. like ten to fifteen to twenty years younger. And it's like that's you can't rely on these guys. And at some point, like here's the thing: like they're both like so. Cyber Agent or Cyber Fight owns Noah now, right? And right. like they also own DDT. Like if mm-hmm. if, if it were me, if I would just say to the the guys who I really like in DDT, I think are really talented. The guys who are in their thirties or younger, I see you're going to go over to Noah and you're going to be that company's like top guys. I'm going to push you and and mix in with the current young guys that they got there. That's what I would do. Like I know DDT fans are listening to this probably like, no, you're going to ruin the company. Like I don't care about DDT. I'm sorry. I just don't, but that's what I would do if I owned, if I was in charge of both companies, I would say, okay, we're going to just shift and we're just going to make, you know, we're just going to make DDT like full, full meme company, comedy mm-hmm. company. Cause <laughs> that's where they're like, when they do that, I think that's where their, their bread is buttered on. Like just go full on, make it like the, you know, the, the, the ironic wrestling company that, that that's, it's more famous for than rather than being a traditional pro wrestling company. Yeah, you, you mentioned uh DDT. That was actually my next topic that I had written down. So that was a nice, a, a, a nice, beautiful transition right there from UWH Park. I, I only had one thing for DDT, and uh, uh, that was um, from the Peter Pan show when Jun Akiyama, uh, he lost the KOD title to uh, Kanosuke uh, Takashida. So, Takashida. Uh, Takashida. There we go. I'm, I'm glad you corrected me on that. I, I, I thought I had it right, but. Uh, oh, yeah, don't yeah. worry. I, I, I fuck up his name all the time. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry about it. But yeah, uh, I, I saw that was a big a big title change from the uh, DDT Peter Pan show, and I, I, I was just, I was over that they tried to do the um a, a double ring explosion match. I I, I think um oh god, I'm, I'm blanking on his name right now. How did I forget his name? Uh, hey, but yeah, yeah, Onita. But wasn't he on that show? I think he was. You know, yeah. like it, it. You're asking the wrong person because I am not a DDT watcher. Like, okay, if you want the info? Go to postwrestling uh, postwrestling.com and check out the article. That Mark Buckle D, yeah, Mark Buckle wrote, D, yeah, wrote for for the site, and he's got he's a big DDT fan, and he, like he'll have the the lowdown on DDT that I will not because I do not <laughs> but watch, I will, DDT. but I will not. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just being honest. Like anyone who's who's ever known me from like back in the Japanese audio wrestling days, I didn't I didn't want to talk about DDT. It was always it was always Chris Charlton. He was a DDT fan, mm. like that wanted to talk about DDT. I'm like, okay, go ahead, Chris, you talk about DDT. Did you watch it? No, I didn't fucking watch it. You watch it. Tell us, tell the tell the listeners about DDT. Like, I'll talk about all Japan and Noah and and you know Dragon Gate and, and whatever else. Like, you know. Mm. And I, I I mentioned uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, some regarding AEW. I was going to ask you what, what you think about uh, Brad Danielson, man. Probably showing up, uh, most likely showing up, and it's you know it's people have come to the uh, assumption uh, coming out of a report, uh, you know, that he's probably going to be showing up. Uh, at all out uh, September 5th. Uh, what, what you think about them being able to secure Danielson, man? Especially, it, it, it really seems like uh, he more so wants to finish out his career, uh, you know, sort of in in, the, in a style or in, in a manner that he sees fit opposed to, you know, what, what he's been doing in WWE for the past, let, let's narrow it down to say two years or so. Like, I, I think I, I think he did have a great run. In, in WWE, like, I feel like to say that he didn't would be kind of like it, it really did get started rough, especially him coming out um, uh, for when he was coming in from 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 Ring of Honor. And, you know, everybody looks at the, the 12 second loss that he had to Sheamus and 
Uh, but it, and of course, WWE not initially wanting him to get as over as he did. And then, you know, ch- trying to act like they they crafted that whole yes movement thing when it was just the fans pushing him because they knew how great he was. And then, you know, he got injured. I mean, but they, he had to retire, came back. They so semi sort of botched his return. Well, we did botch his return. Uh, he <laughs> came back at WrestleMania and then got immediately paired with Big Pad, Big Cass for a two month feud, which was um not not pleasing at all. And then um, but from what I remember, it, it was it was when he turned heel against AJ Styles and he went on that great heel run that he had, probably one of the best heel runs that WWE kind of put together in, in, in a long time. And um, yeah, man, so now he, he was a free agent, had the match at WrestleMania. Uh, he main evented WrestleMania and then now he's a free agent and it looks like uh, all signs are pointing to him joining all elite wrestling. So what do you think about Brian joining them and uh, how do you think that, they'll, that he'll be presented uh, in AEW as far as you can tell? Well, just saying one thing before we get to AEW is like, mm-hmm. That doesn't really count if you fucking headline WrestleMania with no fucking people in it. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he, it, it was, it was. Oh, uh, did it have people yeah. in it? Yeah. Uh, that's how much I followed WWE. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. Again, it's like, sure, he he headlined WrestleMania twice. Great. I mean, I think the first time was was more significant. Oh, for because, sure, hundred percent. You know, but. Like I, I here, like, let's circle back to our talk about like, you know, all these names we mentioned at the top of the show and Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuta and, and, and other people like that. Like, I don't think it's a, I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that Tony's like, you know, getting these guys in these young grapplers, man. Yeah. Because yeah. it's probably like, he's probably, you know, I would, I would venture to say, I would venture to speculate that he went to Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson. Let's use his let's use his proper name, not his corporate name anymore. I hate that <laughs> fucking name, by the way. Daniel Bryan is like, you know what? Just fucking call him Bryan Danielson, you fucking idiots in WWE. Fucking Stephanie McMahon and fucking Triple H. Fuck you. Anyways, you know, like I think he's gonna come in. He's gonna re- he's gonna wrestle all the the you know the people who are like him. Like when yeah. he was in ROH twenty years ago, right? He's gonna wrestle the Wheeler Yudas. He's going to wrestle the the Daniel Garcia's and, you know, he's going to, you know, I think he probably wants to have matches with people like Ricky Starks and, mm. and, and Sammy Guevara and, and people like that. Like, I think, I don't think he's very interested in wrestling Chris fucking Jericho anymore, <laughs> or maybe, maybe Kenny, like, you know, if Kenny's like going to be like serious Kenny, which is like, you know, what, what that's like as rare as a solar eclipse, right. Getting serious Kenny. But like, I don't, I don't think he's that interested in wrestling the people he's already you know, like had matches with like Moxley or anything like, cause he's, yeah. he's done that in WWE. Right. Like, I think mm-hmm. he looks at that roster. He looks at, uh, Ricky Starks. He looks at, uh, you know, powerhouse Hobbs and, and mm-hmm. looks at like, Oh, Garcia. Oh, let's, if they bring in Lee Moriarty, maybe they yeah. should bring in like, like if I'm him, I'd like give him a wish list. This is my wish list of who I want you to sign mm-hmm. or, or at least have on match ready for matches with me. And that's like Garcia. That's like Fred Jay high. That's like Lee Moriarty, you know, that's and and, and like you know, uh, Yuta, people like that, and then people, who, and like obviously, you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna say, "I want to work Indies." Okay, I want to work PWG. Oh, yeah. Okay, I want to work New Japan. Okay, you can do that. Like, and if he's smart, he's gonna have the you know he's gonna have the deal that's not like Moxley, where he can work. I want to work New Japan in in America. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, because he has all the power in that negotiation. He definitely does with with, with Tony, right? Like, mm-hmm. here that's what I think should happen with with Brian Danielson, and I think you probably like put him. Maybe you know would be interesting if it, if him and Punk form a team, 
And then mm. they form a group where they're the mentors of all these guys, you know? And they're like, you know what? We're not, we're not here to mentor the Darby Allens or the fucking jungle boys or whoever, or fucking dinosaur dude. They don't need us. <laughs> you know? dude. <laughs> we, we are going to fucking help like the guys who are like us, the hungry indie guys who wrestle. Because at his core, CM Punk has always wanted to be, his character's always been, he's a wrestler who shit talks people, right? That's his core. But he, at the core of CM Punk is he's a wrestler. At the core of Brian Danielson, always, even when they're trying to fuck him in the WWE, <laughs> he's a wrestler, okay? So, like, yeah. that's going to be, and hey, these guys, like, I don't think so much Punk, but I think Danielson is going to say, 2022, things are better in Japan. I want to do the G1. He, 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 I'm telling you, like he, he's he's going to work New Japan. I like I, I can definitely see them trying to, uh, to 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 sell out one of those um strong tapings. I could definitely and see see that happening later down the line. But I definitely think he wants to actually go to Japan and oh. work a couple shows there. I definitely think that's going to happen. I think we'll probably see him pop up on may, maybe a few indies, maybe some high profile shows or, so, or something along those lines. But uh, as far as AEW goes, I I, I think his first few in AEW is probably end up going to be with Miro. I, I can see that happening. Like I, I thought, um, so, cause initially the, the assumption was coming off of the report about him signing with AEW was that he was going to end up debuting at that Arthur Ashe show on, on, on September 22nd. And uh, now it appears to be uh, the, the show at, uh, at the all out show. So I, I could definitely see uh, him popping up doing that after that Miro Eddie Kingston match, but, Tony Khan had went on busted. I mean, he had did an interview um, with, with, with FOW online, and he said that people are going to be uh, very happy or pleased or, or, or something along those lines with the ending of All Out. So, you, you I mean you would assume that when he says that, he probably means Danielson because that's what everybody's being asked about. But I mean, he could mean something else. I mean, what if he means Kota Ibushi? Oh, Kota Ibushi comes out and says, "Where's my fucking T-shirt money, Kenny?" <laughs> As a, no, that, that 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 would be that would be a real cool surprise, man. Now, I, now that you mentioned that, you you got me kind of wanting to see that. What was Coda? He's been um, he's been out. Yeah, because yeah. he, he's he, coming he, back. He's been out for, yeah, he's, he's coming back. He's, he's going to challenge for the United States title. Come yeah. on. Yeah. No, no. I had mentioned. I, I had. I had got lost in my uh my thought process for a minute that you said that. But uh, yeah, I just remembered that he um. I, I, I said that to you earlier. He was challenging for the title. So yeah. Uh, but, that, but that, that's, that's September third. Like, like I, I think it's Danielson. I think it's Danielson. But can you imagine if Kota Ibushi showed up and he confronted Omega? Like, the, the, that, the, the that, internet that reaction. Because yeah. no one's thinking of that, right? They're all thinking yeah. about Danielson. They're all thinking about Punk and Danielson. But if Kota Ibushi showed up in AEW and he confronted Kenny, like, like that would that would melt the internet. Like, Twitter would just be, like, shut down. Like, I couldn't <laughs> go on wrestling Twitter, which wouldn't be a bad thing, to be honest with you. But, you know, like, it, it would be like, oh, and like yeah. all the all the New Japan fans would be like no, and all, like all the <laughs> AEW fans would be yeah, and all the all the like you know could, Golden Lover shippers would be yes, I can restart my blog about like them them being in a relationship again, you know. The okay. Golden Lover shipper, <laughs> you know. So that they're, they're the, probably the most excited about if they're listening to this. I don't know if any shippers listen to this, but if they're the Golden Lover shippers are listening, they're probably like, oh my god. It's a possibility. Is it, they're going to be like even crazier than the Alexa Bliss uh, fucking fiend uh, shippers <laughs> weirdos out there. You know what I mean? So, hey, that, that is a good idea. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure we'll see 
some of uh, New Japan's top stars in AEW at some point. I don't know if it'll be this year. Like, I'm, I'm going to make a bro prediction. I think Okada wrestles at double or nothing next year, especially if, uh, if, if we're somewhat out of this pandemic more than we are right now. And, you know, uh, travel restrictions aren't as uh, deep and, you know, people can just, you know, kind of go back and forth free. I can definitely see Okada working uh, double or nothing in Vegas. Well, he's got the he's got a positive relationship, right, with yeah. the Bucks, right? He's oh always yeah, had a kept kept a really positive relationship with the Young Bucks. So there's that that that's the key, right? It's like he, not he, he helped them get into New Japan. Yeah, I mean, it has nothing to do with Kenny or or Cody, whoever, right? right. Like it's the Bucks. That's the connection, right? I think if if there wasn't if if those guys didn't fuck New Japan when they formed AEW, <laughs> then then that 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 he would have been part of all elite wrestling by now mm. you know what i mean like i do think that he would have just said to new japan like i want to do some shows over there i want to do some of these special appearances over there but like because the relationship was strange so strange because of the way they announced all elite life wrestling you know right after the, t- the tokyo dome show right <laughs> and did, hey, did, we're, did, we're leaving we're forming a new company did, did, did they announce that before the tokyo dome show because I, I i remember it was um on january 1st no, but like you know, they they did it right in the heels of like their last matches. Yes, yeah, right, and right. Then, and they did it right outside the Tokyo Dome, basically oh, saying yeah, yeah. "fuck you" to New Japan. <laughs> if you don't think that they said "fuck you" to New Japan, you're wrong. They said "fuck you" to New Japan, and New Japan took it that way. They said, "Okay, fuck you too. We're not going to work with you." Oh, how about you said so- no? Bye. Like this is when Harold May is still part of the company. He's like, "Fuck these guys. They want to leave like this. They want to take guys who are supposed to be contracted to us, like you know Tremperetta." Right. All right. Bucky, they, they, they said it took, it took some real convincing to get Trent to lead too. like they had to do it like a lot of, um, you know, co- co- convincing because he, he he was committed to, to staying in New Japan and they, you know, they yeah. somehow got him out of there. But I was going to do you think um, that they, they were probably going to have Omega and Okada headline that, uh, uh, that, that, that MSG show in 2019 instead of Okada and White had Omega not left? Uh, no, what was the deal? Like I. Yeah, I think that that was what Omega said, right? Like, mm. it's always supposed to be him. And then, like, basically, like, Jay White was, like, stand-in Kenny, right? Mm. That was his role, is, like, and it was, see, to me, it should have always been, it should have been Okada versus Tanahashi in MSG. Mm. Because that's, like, because, like, let's let's be honest, Jay White doesn't mean anything. <laughs> when he was a champion, he, no, he didn't. He, he's not a draw. He's, he had, it's, it, that's, that show sold out. You know what I mean? And if you're going to give them a treat to make up for like no Omega Okada or Omega Ibushi, like then what? No, it's going to be Okada and Omega, right? For MSG, not Ibushi. Mm. What you what you do then is like you give you give the fans in New York City the the dream match that they've never seen on American soil. Right. You know, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have done it for the G1. They did that for the G1 right in Texas. Yeah. I would have I would have said, no, we're not doing that. Like you give them something else that like, they're just be happy to get a G1. The first mm-hmm. day of the G1, that's all you needed to sell whatever tickets you sold. They should have saved um, like Okada Tanahashi on American Soul for the first time for MSG. Because I think Tanahashi and Okada deserve that. I think if you're not going to have Omega Okada, you have Okada Tanahashi as a main event. Like, I never agreed with the idea of, of Jay White being in that spot because it's just like, why just keep the belt on Tanahashi and just have, uh, you know, uh, Okada beat him for the title again in in MSG in, in New York City in front of the American fans like that's what I would have, but anyways that I mean that that shit sold a long time ago yeah. whatever so I say uh, are, you, are you not a fan of uh, Jay White sort of ascension 
in, in New Japan. Because I mean, I, I remember when he first came in, I, I, was, I was not a fan at all. And that match he had with Tanahashi at that dome show, that was bad. I was not, I, I did not think that was, I think it was for the uh, Intercontinental title. That match was not good at all. But it, it, it did seem like for a point, like after that, he started to like sort of find himself, I guess, like when he was doing the whole trying to fake a line with Okada thing, acting like they were cool and then eventually turn no chaos and all that good stuff. Like, I mean, it, it, like it, that, I, it never worked for me because yeah, like, he's just telling you, I'm going to turn on him. Just like, right. waiting for him. it's like, I don't want to know that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I think that's why I kind of liked it because I mean, it was so obvious to the point, but like it, it, it in the storyline aspect, everybody else in chaos, it, it, Okada was oblivious to it, I guess. And like everybody else kind of like, saw it. Like, Babyface is an idiot. Like what a way to, what a way to promote him. Okay. Here, here's the thing, Andrew, like the thing I have against Jay White is the same thing I had against like, uh, like what the Bullet Club morphed into. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I had against like Omega is that they're like Omega is trying to turn New Japan into DDT. That's what he was trying to do when he was a champion. Right. And I didn't, I resented that because like, I don't want to, if I, I don't want to watch like your style of your vision of pro wrestling in New Japan pro wrestling. Cause that's not what New Japan is for me. Contextually is like, you want to do that? Go fucking work in DDT. Okay. <laughs> the problem with, with white was that like, he's his character, his gimmick is very Western, mm-hmm. right? He's a serial killer, right? That's he's what he, serial. no, that's what he, what he was he, brought in he, as, right? He, he, he's, he's a good TV, American style TV yes, wrestler. Jay White. He he's a, yeah. So he's, he's cutting promos. He's yelling at the audience. They don't know what the fuck he's saying. They're clapping for him. That's not what you do as a top heel. So contextually, Jay White does not work in, in a New Japan setting. And I don't want to see that style of wrestling. I don't want to see guys jumping out to the rings, delaying, like, you know, stalling for the first five fucking minutes in the match. I don't want to see, oh, nut shots here, left, right, and center. I don't want to see fucking interference from fucking ghetto. Like, that's not to me, re- Japanese wrestling. I don't watch Japanese wrestling to see American wrestling. I get that. I get that. But like, I want to I- see that. I'll watch fucking WWE, right? <laughs> or I'll watch Impact or whatever, right? I, I don't watch New Japan to see American style wrestling. If I wanted to do that, I'll watch American wrestling. So like, I actually liked Jay White's performance at Resurgence because mm-hmm. my God, this stick works in context in front of an American audience. The talking, out loud the promo after it yeah. works for these people for the american fans for english-speaking fans yeah he he definitely is like i said a, a a really great american style tv wrestler i think he really fits um like i, I know there were like a lot of people um speculating early this year about the idea of him showing up at wwe i think that he is a uh he, he, he like even as we've seen on impact jay white is just very that that's sort of his his comfort zone like being in front of like that uh sort of that audience that he can bounce promos back off of and 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 just like really be slow and you know so so sort of paces match the way he likes the paces the, the paces matches but um what, what was what was I about to ask something literally just came to my head man about about the resurgence show oh yeah th- I, we we talked about um the, the the idea of them doing Shingo versus Naito uh at the, at the Dome show next year. You 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 think they, they I'm, I I forgot about Will Ospreay like they they I, I'm I'm assuming they're probably going to go the whole champion versus champion thing and then you know end up doing a some some type of match against that because Osprey's claiming he's the real world champion and you got Shingo over there so yeah so you do that for like I don't know you do that for the the October show what is it Power Struggle yeah Power so Struggle you, because like Osprey's not a draw <laughs> in Japan he's not 
when did what did he what did he draw? Tell me a show that he drew, right? That he drew as a headliner, as a, as a, as the champion. He like he anything that 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 he headlined that drew is because of his opponent or because mm. of the title or whatever, right? He do I think he can sell out the dome? Fuck no, I don't no. think he can sell the dome. Like even with a limited capacity, there's no way. Like he's gonna draw that many. Like I don't think they trust him anymore. You know, I think this being on strong is their way of like, okay, you don't want to come back to Japan, but you're still under contract with us. You're good. Do you want to go to America? Yeah, I'll go to America. Okay. You can work in America and you can work the UK, you know, but you can do the storyline and they'll bring him back to do power, power struggle at, at, at Sumo hall in, in the fall. To formally drop the title. Well, yeah, you unify it. Right. But I think yeah, we unify. You, yeah. why like, here's the thing. Shingo, Shingo's the, the guy you go with, like, yeah, he's older, but like he's also reliable. He's not emotionally unstable like Will Ospreay is. Like, no, he's like he's immature. Like when I say that, I mean he's immature, right? No, he 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 is, he is. So and like, do I think you know dollar store fucking Conor McGregor as a gimmick works in Japan? No, I don't think. I think I don't think it works in American wrestling either. I think he's a horrible promo, and does and horrible promos are bad enough in American. English speaking wrestling is it's worse in Japanese wrestling because he's just delivery is like what the fuck is this idiot saying you know what I mean he's a great wrestler he's a terrible promo he's a terrible character like I don't think he he's he should I think he should think about leaving to be honest with you I think there are pastures that are greener for him and for Jay White like I think Jay White would do better like he's one of those guys like he has the look that if he goes to WWE he's tall he's muscular like and he's cut a promo like you know, like if he went to WB, and I say this not trolling, like I genuinely believe if he went to WB, he would have one of the he'd be one of the best prospects of being successful in that shit system yeah. that they have over there. Yeah, I I, 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 I do agree with that. Like I, I think a lot of people were saying that even when the rumors were around, like around January when they you know people thought he was going to show up, but I, I always thought Jay White would do fine in 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 the WWE system because he seems like the type of guy that they would want there. Uh, like I, I I saw you talking about it, um, uh, and, and I had covered it for post the, the David Finley interview that he did when he, I, I, I guess people sort of took uh, notes and pieces from that and kind of you know think that he might end end up leaving Japan, but he did say that he doesn't know what he's going to do going forward, like as far as his future goes. Like he did outright say that, like when they he got asked about um, you know if he, if he was thinking about staying in Japan or you know. He was just like he just doesn't know. He doesn't know what his next move is. I I, I could see David Finley probably leaving, but I, I think the thing that's sort of keeping him connected, of course, is through um you, you know the relationship with Impact. You know he's able to do that and with, with Juice Robinson as well. So I mean, like I don't I don't really think it would hurt New Japan if, if they lost David Finley. I think it would just be like another uh body that they won't have on the, on the card. Yeah, and with with David Finley, I I think you know like you know like at some point like if you live in America. And you're taking a 13, 14 hour flight yeah, back and forth every like three, four weeks. And, and he's married. He's like, he's been married for like a year or two. Mm. Like, I'm sure it gets like strained, right? Like, it's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to leave my, my family, mm. my wife, or if, if he has, I don't know if he has kids or not. And like, if he doesn't, like he's going to, whenever he does, it's going to be like, does he want to go on that plane? Like, you know, like he can, if he works, he lives in Florida, I believe. Right? Yeah, like, he just moved. He said so he just moved. He works NXT for two, three years. <laughs> Perfect, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's like driving to work and going home. And it's like when they're doing whatever loop they end up doing again, 
in NXT. And then whatever NXT eventually becomes, like who knows if it's the same NXT we see now that, you know, after Nick Khan's getting done gutting it to so he can prepare <laughs> to sell it, the fucking company to like <laughs> Disney or whatever, right? So, you know, like with David Finley, like I can see like that travel, like what he's been doing in New Japan for like five years now, like yeah. back and forth, but that, that wears on you. Like it wears on almost everyone. Like the exceptions to the rule were Stan Hansen and for a long time, like, steve williams and, and vader but like eventually like vader was like you know what <laughs> i don't want to go to japan anymore i'm just gonna work wc like oh they're gonna pay me this much i don't have to travel like on the plane flight back and forth and just stay in continental united states it's more mm-hmm. it's more appealing i think like jay white's gonna see that i think that's probably something that kenny was like probably like thinking you know what like, probably I, you know the young bucks complain about that right like oh i don't want to go over there anymore oh da, da, da. we're and the, you hit a ceiling you, you do hit a ceiling like jay white hit his ceiling you know what i mean like and like david finley probably has hit a ceiling i i'm a big fan of david finley but like you know realistically has he hit a ceiling in each pen yes i think he has he's never gonna go beyond being mid-card tag team guy and like i think juice robinson is also another guy that you look at and you think you know what dude the pastures are greener elsewhere like they like juice robinson would be a great fit for for impact and i say that like i think yeah you know like i don't know if he ever wants to go back to the wb like, I don't know, like, how he would be used in in uh, AEW, but I think an impact, like, he has the chance to become, like, a solid top-tier guy there and, and, and make a decent living, you know? Like, I think people in impact, like, you say all you want about impact, but, like, I think... They have a good product. They're happy, like, mm-hmm. you know, because they, I think they're making decent money and, like, they don't have this insane schedule of WB people. You know, I'm sure like they'd like to have higher profile on television, like, but like, look at like Eddie Edwards, right? The guy, the guy could have had like a career just being like the top guys in, in, in Noah. He had that spot if he wanted it, but he was like, no, I just want to do the impact and he's happy in impact. Right. Cause they take care mm-hmm. of him. So like, if you're a top guy in impact, they, they sounds like they take care of you. So, you know, for like juice Robinson, like if I'm, if I'm offered like, Hey, we'll push you to the moon in impact. Okay. Do it take it like you you want to know something like some of you mentioned like that that really kind of stuck out like a a, a lot of those dudes they they it does seem like they really did hit their ceiling in in, in new japan and it's like from here they'll just continue to be in that exact same spot like and it won't ever go anything beyond that like with juice robinson i felt like he i I felt like after he lost the title to moxley the yeah that that, that's when it kind of like you know it it peaked for him because he he did it was one match he had um he he did have a solid uh run with the U.S. heavyweight title. That match he had with Jay White at the uh, what, what, what was that? The 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 San Francisco the where, show. That the one where they 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 crashed into J.J. Yeah, Jim Ross, Ross. <laughs> and, yeah. and like you know Josh, Josh Barnett, Barnett yeah. was gonna shoot on <laughs> Jay White. Uh huh. Yeah, that was that. But hey, that, you know Jay White, Bloodsport, book it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, that that uh, I think Juice Robinson he he had a solid run with the U.S. title, but like after he lost the title to Mox, it seemed like he got like kind of stuck up in. In, in a holding pattern like i well, I, I, I know i know they won the, uh they won the world tag league and, and that doesn't mean anything dude but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah him and finley man like now that you say that like it does seem like you know maybe leaving japan and you know either going to impact on a full-time basis but i don't know, really know how that would impact their uh relationship with new japan by them just be like oh yeah let's go over there. i mean they, they have to work in relationship with impact and it seems like they can you know stay there as long as they want to i'm pretty sure impact not gonna go playing I think if Juice and David Finley said, we're leaving, 
You're gonna be like, all right, bye. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Listen, they their new toy is Jeff Cobb. Mm. That's their new toy. That's their new like, ooh, it's our American. This it, it, is our is, new is, American. He, is he there with a full time now? Yeah, I mean, he hasn't come back to America. He's mm. still he's living there, I think, for the most part. Yeah. Like you know, like I can see like with Osprey leaving, like like for me, it's like you, the feud you do with Osprey is the one with Shingo, obviously, and and the one with Okada. But you also do the one with Jeff Cobb, where Jeff Cobb's like, you fucking left us. And then mm. Osprey puts over Jeff Cobb. You know what I mean? And then you make you tell Cobb, like, hey, we're we're ready to push you to the moon, dude. We're gonna give you the title in like two years' time. I'm, I'm Cobb. I'm like, yeah, I'll take that position because he's mm-hmm. like he's like he's actually booked well. He's one of the few things that's booked well in that company, you know? And like I if I'm him, I'm like, okay, give me. You know, like Okan's my my mouthpiece. Okay, yeah, we keep that to keep you know change the name of the group, but like give me Hanare as my as my tag team partner. Okay, yeah, keep, keep you know like you know what I mean. It's like an easy it's an easy fit to just transition Cobb to like keep Hanare with him and keep Okan with him as his, as their mouthpiece. You know, mm-hmm. and then and then you push Cobb to the moon, man. It's like it's easy, like and he fits that style more than Osprey does. Because Osprey's still like you know high flying dude, high spot guy. He's a better wrestler. I mean, he's a great he's a great wrestler overall. Mm. But like to me, when I think of like traditionally strong style, like to me, it's like Cobb, it's like Saber, you know, ZSJ and and people like that. It's not so much Jay White. It's not. It was never Kenny. Like it's it's, it's not necessarily Will Osprey. Like I I, I think like Osprey's ambitions are are beyond Japan. I think they're 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 worldwide they're like america i think his ambitions are america and he's gonna go to america at some point so it's covid has fucked everything you know what i mean it makes it interesting like to play what if with the different scenarios with certain wrestlers i'm about to say that that reaction that osprey got at that rare pro show was woof i don't know if you've seen them like i i I, I think people are so annoyed especially you know coming off of the stuff with uh was speaking out and stuff like that and you know him uh the, the whole uh, situation that he had going on, I, I I think a lot of people are like at, at the point where like that, that that reaction that I was just telling you about. Like I think when people get to the point where they don't even want to boo you and they just don't react to you at all, I think that's way worse than getting booed. Like yeah. when, when people are just like that irritated with him to the point where they don't even give him a reaction and they just sitting down. I was like Jesus. I don't like, think that, his current like dime store Con McGregor dime store Ric Flair type <laughs> of character works for him. <laughs> And so it's, yeah, I mean, you put coupled that with like the, like he was named in like as not being an abuser, but like yeah, an enabler yeah. mm-hmm. and someone a blacklister, which, you know, like there's a lot of traction to that. And like, yeah. you, you know, whether, you know, I'm not good beyond that. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, I know, I know it, it, it stained him, it stained him, right? It stained mm-hmm. him and it stained Priestley, right? Yeah, so definitely. like she can recover from it. Her, but she's just like some fucking character from fucking <laughs> fucking Coronation Street on fucking NXT. UK, right? So, but you know, like you just add maybe as a way to wrap things up, like we'll just say, like, like for for the for like some certain people, like they will. I think you'll see in the next few years people exiting New Japan, um, and just like looking for a better spot for themselves because like they have hit that proverbial glass ceiling for themselves in that company like yeah oh they've won they've been IWGP champion okay like one reign okay I, I think they're gonna get another reign no listen 
it told me a lot when like Jay White's kind of promo, like I'm, I'm the only, you know, four crown champion in this company that I knew, like I knew right then and there, Tanahashi was going to get the U S title <laughs> and become the only, you know, the, the second person, but they're, they were never just going to let Jay White be the only person to, to have help four major singles titles in mm. currently in New Japan. Right. It was going to be Tanahashi was going to be the other person. There, there's no way that that was going to, you know, stand that Jay White was going to be it because like, you know, like, cause he's not Japanese. Right. <laughs> I'm just going to come on and say it. You, you think, uh, you, you think Tanahashi beats Ibushi at the, uh, at the, at the MetLife Dome show and Ibushi's return match? Yeah. I, I think it, it makes more sense to, to have him do the rematch with Archer on AEW television. Mm. And then you build to whatever other matches he's going to do with people in, in AEW. Like, I, I don't know what, what kind of interest Ibushi has to go to America. I do think like from my understanding of what I was told, you know, like and this is secondhand, like I was mm-hmm. told, I'm not going to go into details per se, but you know, like there's, there's legit heat there with him mm-hmm. and with Omega. Right. And it has to do with things beyond wrestling and stuff like that, that like, I don't know, like he, if he went and said, okay, you want to work Moxley in a W. Okay. Do I have to interact with anyone else? No. Okay. I'll just do that. Oh, we want you to do the the program with Omega. I think there's a lot of things that have to be have concessions go to Ibushi for him to work. Like I don't think it's a problem with Omega to wrestle Ibushi. My feeling, my guess is that there's a problem. There's going to be you're going to have a lot more convincing to get Ibushi degree to wrestle Omega. You know, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Like I, I, I think I just think it's easier to keep it on Tanahashi. You know. Yeah. Like, I, I think you save Ibushi for Jap- Japan. Like, if I'm, like, you can't send everyone to fucking AEW. Right. You, know? you got to keep some of you guys exclusive, too. Like, I wouldn't send Shingo over there. Oh, no, no, no. Unless Shingo's going to destroy everyone he faces, including, like, Moxley and stuff like that. Oh, hey, Shingo, can you put over Eddie Kingston? The fuck, I wouldn't do that. No, I'd be like, <laughs> no. Fuck you. I'm the fucking champion. I'm the top guy in the company. I'm not fucking putting over Moxley, Eddie Kingston, fucking Chris Jericho. Hey, why don't you have a match with Chris Jericho? Put it, put him over. Fuck you. No, I'm Chris, not doing that. You know, because like, uh, Jericho putting his career on the line. Or, uh, yeah. Well, what's he, and what's he going to do? Be on commentary? Uh, that sounds so appealing, too. Jeez. Oh, so, 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 some people were saying Chris Jericho, he, he might be the first one to make the jump back to WWE. WWE? <laughs> why not? But I, I, Perfect age for it, for that company. You know, like I think Chris Jericho's done all he can for for AEW. I, I I do too. Like to be honest with, you, like when people were joking about that, like about him jumping back to WWE, I was like, I don't know why people laughing. I was like, I could definitely see Jericho doing that, being like, you know, because I mean, but but like when you really think about it, like after this MJFU, like what does really Jericho have to offer to AEW? Like, I mean, of, of course he can be of use in a, in a backstage role with his experience. I like, can't discredit that. And I, I'm not a fan of Chris Jericho just because of that dumbass shit that he was saying last year, but he really, 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 really showed who he is as an individual, especially doing when, when the, uh, when, when after George Floyd passed away and he was doing his whole all lives matter, uh, bullshit that he was doing on his podcast and you know, all that stuff. I've, so I, I've like lost my sort of, um, appreciation for Jericho, like once as a talent when I found out who he was as an individual, but that's a, it's a whole different story. But uh, like with him being, um, you know, after this MJF, you wraps up, I really don't see anything left for him to do 
So I, I can definitely see him riding out the rest of his uh, deal with AEW, however long that is. And I can definitely see him going back to WWE to uh, get get his uh, sort of his uh, Hall of Fame ring. So I, 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 I can definitely see Jericho being sort of one of the first people to go to AEW and make the yeah, chance. That, that 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 just seems like some shit that he would want to do and talk about on this podcast anyway. So he he would be a mark for that fucking ring, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I can see that. You know, here's here's the thing. If I'm Tony Khan, I let him go. Uh, oh my god, because yeah. like, how much money do you free up in your budget, man? If you let if you let him go. Oh, because you know you know they signed him to a big deal when he. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure, like, and you okay? I get to have Danielson. Like, he's not going to come right, to you. Right, right. Punk's, Punk's not. Punk's not working for for like you know like less than what he made in WWE in his last mm-hmm. year there. There's no way, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we got to free up some money. Hey, Chris's contract's coming up next year. <laughs> oh, we think he might go to WWE. Okay. Hey, Tony, how do you want to negotiate this? Ah, oh, Chris, you know, thanks. <laughs> if you want to go back to Vince, no problem. Let's shake hands no hard feelings thanks for all your contributions to the company we love you see you in the future that's Boom. if i'm tony khan that's what i do i just like make it cordial but let him go because you don't need him anymore if they can have punk and danielson and danielson, whoever yeah. else you would like come on man and, 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 and then more than likely they probably gonna end up landing landing adam cole like i mean yeah. if they you know you get adam cole's like 31 years old so he's not old at all in the slightest that can not even then his damn prime yet so and and, and I, I really think AEW they should really start looking at scouting some of the top uh, female independent talents out there as well. Like they got oh, a lot yeah. of buzz coming in on the male side. I, I, I it, it you know, people have you come know, to the you know what you, they got to do though. You know, Andrew, you know what they got to do. It's like Satoshi Kojima has learned how to use the word bitch. You got to put him in a promo <laughs> battle. <with> Jade Cargo. <laughs> there you go, man. But uh, like, like I was thinking, like I, I know people think that uh, Ruby Soho, the former Ruby Rise, probably going to end up in AEW. It's uh, yeah, okay. man. Why did she steal a fucking car in that video? <laughs> Yeah, her whole uh like that she um she she did like a, a series of them so it, it's like it's called the runaway type like that's the whole thing like she at first she missed the um the first video she missed the train from orlando to new york which is i'm assuming some you know she missed the train to new york which is you know wwe of course and that's symbolizing that and uh the the second one when she was in the car uh the the she was switching songs and then the theme music her wwe theme came on and that's that's when she started getting frustrated because she couldn't you know dodge it i got it they telling the whole story like i don't know why she stole the car but like i i get the story that she's trying to tell so you know i i, I can see with people who, who like don't really give a fuck about the wwe product in the slightest like when they, no, they just just make some fucking videos where you're not like talking about your fucking wwe career <laughs> just like say you know i'm just glad she didn't bust out of fucking prison okay in her videos yeah that's a that's a that's your you know that's the the small miracle that she didn't oh i'm gonna break out of prison like moxley did uh you know you know who like aw should try to get like honestly when their contracts are up is like Sami Zayn and fucking kevin owens man can, you know because you know the bucks and like everyone else like the bucks are gonna be like let's get these fucking guys man, you know it you know and but to see the thing owen owens and Zayn, i, I think they signed long-term deals with WWE and that's I, I I don't know when they get out of those, but like it, it, them, it, I, I signed I signed as like no cut. You can't but, fucking cut me. You gotta like, cut the rest of my contract. I'm I'm pretty sure you seen like even on social media, like when PWG had their first show back, uh Owens and Zane, they were like commenting I, I I I know they miss that stuff so much, especially being in the WWE system for this long. And it's like I mean, oh Owens Owens was universal champion. Like he he was he was supposed to be um 
working brand at that mania 35 uh i'm thankful that didn't happen because we would probably wouldn't have got kofi but you know it is what it is um yeah he, he was supposed to work brand at that mania 35 show uh sammy Zayn has had a uh a, a, a sort of a lackluster main roster run so like I, I i can definitely see them like you know contemplating the idea of leaving once they are you know at that point definitely like i i would if I'm them, I'd be like, you know what? Like, I have a lot of friends over in that other company. I'm sure they have a lot of friends in WWE, but like, oh, of course. Yeah, I think yeah. like, no, there's a good chance we'll be used better over there. And yeah, yeah. but anyways, at the, with that being said, I think the bonus part of post Perez bonus has been we're talking about a lot of things that are not Japanese wrestling, but that's good. We got, we got a lot of talk about in with, with a lot of the promotions that are, that are, that are running these days. And like, um, hopefully we'll, we'll have, uh, you know, more to talk about in a couple of weeks with John Pollock as we return back for the, 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 the proper post press. Not that this isn't proper. This is a great. What you, what you trying to say? What you trying to say, man? I'm trying to say, listen, no, I'm not trying to say anything. I'm just I, like, I'm trying to backtrack. Can't you see? Like, I'm trying to like, oh shit, I'm going to offend him and other his fans if I, no, no, listen, like, this has been awesome. I am so glad we did this. Like, I definitely want to do, uh, you know, like you come back on, you did so much research for this dude. Like it's, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> I like, it. And I, I, I don't really get a chance to talk about American wrestling as much. So maybe I, I I'm hoping like a lot of the, the listeners will be like, Oh, wow. That's what he thinks about AEW and WWE and there we go. see whatever, you know, have what have you and stuff like that. But like, yeah, I, I, I would definitely love to do something with you again maybe on one of on your podcast with 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 martin in the future for like, sure uh, that that would be fun i get to you know talk about like all the people i hate and stuff like that it's <laughs> it'd be fun it'd be great but but andrew let, let's let's talk about uh you some more before before we before we get out of here and that like let's plug where people can find your amazing work uh they, they can check me out of uh at the post wrestling site uh all my real work is over there um on, on twitter at ad thompson Wait, your real work what is my, this my written written work oh okay i thought you said your real work i'm like oh, this is your fake work <laughs> but uh they can check me out on uh, twitter at ad thompson underscore underscore my interviews at andrew thompson uh interviews youtube channel i i'll have i, I have an interview lined up with uh a, a talent that was a producer at at the nwa and power show which took place tonight with on, on the night that we're recording which is the 28th so people can look forward to that hopefully i get it done uh when it happens so um, yeah, you can be, be sure to look out for that. And also, also be sure to check out the the interview with, with Chris Hero and uh, Savannah Evans, who just debuted for Impact. Uh, I got a couple new interviews up um, from when I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. So, And where and did we did we plug? Where can people find your YouTube channel with all these interviews, that, these amazing interviews you've been doing? Oh, the Andrew Thompson interviews YouTube channel. Yeah, go subscribe, people. I subscribe. You know, yeah, I, 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 watch, I, I watch I watch the the video of the interviews. I don't maybe talk about them as much, but like, yeah, that's a good interview. Man, he asked I, good questions. I appreciate that. That means a lot. That means a lot, man. And, and of course, you also do the 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 the, the podcast with for, for post wrestling. Let's talk about those. Where can people find those? Which ones? Yeah, uh, Martin. I do the podcast with the with, with the with the goat, Martin Bush, be the man himself. Uh, you know, you know my nickname for him is the Brigadier, right? You should use the, that one. The, the, the Brigadier, Martin. <laughs> That's right, the Brigadier. Brigadier Martin, Bushby. Yeah. Martin Bushby. Uh, we, we just uh, put out our uh, Takeover New Orleans um, episode, uh, which, which was uh, a cool one. We're, we're, we're going to be recording next month as well. 
we, we, we probably should bring should bring WH on as a guest. We're reviewing a very unique show. Uh, we, we, we're not going to say it yet, but I think a lot of people are going to be interested to hear uh, our thoughts on this. Um, and, and yeah, I had I did just re- recorded today with uh, Nate and, and Chris. We just recorded the uh, news portion of the Nubian Wrestling Advocates podcast, and we dove into uh, WWE's dumbass decision to squash their young up and coming talent Bianca Belair, which is very confusing. But uh, we, we it. it's long term booking. Come on, right. they, that, that, that's that's what they call it, long term booking. Let it play out. But uh, yeah, that's what they they call it, long term booking. Everyone else calls it bullshit. <laughs> I, 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 we, we, me, Nate, and Chris did a deep dive into that. We still can't put together why they would do that, uh, but that's a whole other story. So McMahon's are stupid. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah McMahon's man. don't like black people. I mean, that, that, that allegedly that, 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 that that's like the the thing with WWE sort of booking black talents. Man, they they never have been really good at booking a black talent unless they're a heel. Like and like, I know a lot of people were like, "Oh, you know, you could turn Bianca Belair babyface and all this." But I'm, I'm, I'm me turn her heel and all that. But I'm like, I'm, I'm tired of seeing so many black people like in wrestling having to turn heel to get over. I'm like, you can book a solid babyface if you just have good booking. But that's, uh, I don't want to go in a whole rant about that. I, I could talk for days about it, but yeah, man, I appreciate everybody checking out my work and uh, yeah, uh, go go check out the the, the rest of the Post family who's doing some great stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you can find me. Uh, Post Perez, obviously, usually with John Pollock, but sometimes with guests such as Andrew Thompson. Uh, you can find me doing the long and winding Royal Road, the All Japan retrospective series I've been doing. I'm going to record tomorrow, Andrew. Maybe I'm going to sneak preview because uh, it's going to come out next week. But I'm going to be talking with my good friend Joey Bay. He mm. picked he picked the, the the finals of the 1996 Champions Carnival with Akira Tawe taking on Dr. Death, Steve Williams. We're going to talk about that match on, on the long and winding Royal Road. Speaking of which, go buy the t-shirt. It's awesome. That is go a buy, beautiful shirt. Go buy the Post Perez t-shirt. And also, you know, it's another beautiful looking shirt. The Bushby and Thompson Wrestling Adventure t-shirt yeah. that I own. I wore that to work. Did I, I told Martin this story. I wore that to work. And, and, and several people said to me, what is that? That's cool. I was like, oh, it's a, it's a wrestling podcast. Oh, there's still wrestling out there. Where, where, where can I find this podcast? And like, you know, I said, oh yeah. So maybe you got some new wrestlers because I, I wore the t-shirt. No, 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 no. We got, we got, we got to credit you. We're going to make sure we put your name at the bottom of the, uh, the description and on, on a post site. We're going to be like WH bring, brings new followers or something like that. That's right. Whenever I wear that t-shirt to work or on the streets of Toronto, people like, Hey, that's a cool, cause you know, I got, I, I, I like the artwork for my t-shirts. But man, I, I said to Martin, who, who did that t-shirt? Because that's cool. Okay, I, maybe I'm going to contact that person in the future. Yeah, you know? that, 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 that guy who designed that, he did his thing on that one for sure. Definitely. So, And you can find me every week with Waiting. We're the most Asian podcast out there that's not in Japan <laughs> or, or any other part of Asia. Because, you know, like he's Chinese, I'm Korean. You know, we both live in Toronto. We, Anyways, you can find us talking about the, you know, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe on Disney Plus on MCU later. And, and we just had an awesome episode with JP Hulan from, from Grapple Spotlight as our guest this week. And, and yeah, it's, that's a great show. We're going to have we're gonna, next week. It's just going to be two of us, but we're going to have some, some cool guests coming up in the future episodes, including your uncle, Nate Milton's going to probably Milton. appear Nate. again. <laughs> on our future episode of MC later he's he's always he's got an open invitation to to come talk about it. if you like if you like the disney plus shows on for the mcu Andrew, maybe you can 
you know, you can request to to, to be on the show. We'll we'll we'll, we'll consider it. I I, I got to tune in first. Man, I can't even remember the last time I saw a Marvel movie. Oh so my I, god! Okay. Listen, you at least got to watch one of these shows to like get on the get on the get on the show, the MCU later <laughs> show. But anyways. <laughs> We'll you can find that media. every every Thursdays at postwrestling.com. And you can find me at WH Park 9 on Twitter for all my wonderful uh, toxic uh, viewpoints about wrestling. <laughs> I'm told you're very toxic, WH. Okay, whatever. <laughs> what do you care? Don't follow me then. Anyways, <laughs> that's it for me. Thank you to Andrew Thompson for joining us today, this week. And, and hopefully we'll have him again on the future. And hopefully I'll be doing something with with him on another podcast as well in the future. But until next time, for Andrew, I'm going to say take care and goodbye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.